Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. since last time yeah what is new we got going on oh how's things they seem fine what i'm not looking at them too closely though just in case (laughs) yeah i mean yeah the weather's good i really god (laughs) it just puts me in such a good mood when i don't walk outside and i'm like oh i'm immediately sweaty i'm just like man nothing nothing matters oh they like in a good way yeah you know i'm just like who cares yeah See, that's how I feel in, in the, the summer. In the summer. That's how I feel in the spring and in the fall. And around here, those seasons are so short. Yeah, you only get like two weeks of each. I know. Yeah. And I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get hot again, I bet. Yeah. So, there's always like one more hot week. Yeah. We'll I'm see sure what happens. Hopes. It's not that. I mean, actually, like, it stays pretty mild around here well into December. I feel yeah. like you can pretty much be wearing shorts. Well, I can be wearing shorts. Shorts yeah. and a long sleeve. That's my ideal. Yeah. Or the other way, you know, like sh- short sleeves, long, pants. Long sleeve pants, short shirt. Long jacket. <laughs> Speaking of clothes. Yeah? I bought a pair of those trendy baggy wide leg pants. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know what shoes to wear with them. Yeah, that's fair. I was thinking about, I have like a olive green like jumpsuit. Oh, cute. That I like. Yeah. I'm like, what shoes do I wear with this? Other than, like, high heels, I feel like, are the only thing that, like, look good. Yeah. Because, like, I don't want to tuck it into my boots. That seems strange. I don't know. My boots might look okay. I think it would be fine. But also, I yeah. It's like whatever you're comfortable with, and I just can't figure it out. Every time I put yeah. them on, I'm like, my feet look so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> just don't wear shoes at all. They're just meant to be. Then the, my feet look even tinier. Barefoot. Yeah, maybe. Or get really big shoes. Like clown shoes. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> okay. That's a fine. I have some shoes you can borrow. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Just your normal shoes. shoes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got skis for feet. <laughs> Meat Wedge has big feet. I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but I have giant feet. And I have dainty feet. No, I just have normal size feet. Yeah, which is funny because you're taller than I'm. Yep. I like, not a lot, but like. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Three inches. Yeah. It's not like, I am a half inch taller. Than, like, you're significantly taller than I am, and yet, smaller feet. And yet. That's why I fall over so much. Yeah. No balance. Hmm. I have a hard time finding shoes. Yeah. I hate when I am surfing the internet, and I see, like, really cute shoes, mm-hmm. and then I go to click on them to buy them, and the website is in Japanese. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, there's no way these are going past a seven. No. <laughs> And even that's probably, like, a small seven. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're making those shoes and they're like, a 10? Nobody wears a 10. <laughs> we have to put two of the shoes together <laughs> to make one shoe. We don't make shoes for Bigfoot. This is shoes for people. <laughs> a 10, get out of here. And I'm like, <laughs> but they're so cute. Just drag your feet away in sadness. <laughs> <laughs> run quickly across a body of water <laughs> my feet are big and slap 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 slap, slap. <laughs> the surface tension perfect oh, yeah. hey uh, I'm Bucket Snake hi Bucket Snake I'm the one with the normal size feet <laughs> that doesn't it. help you differentiate don't forget it <laughs> when you're listening <laughs> just need people to know I'm Meat Wedge the one with the big feet I'm the other one <laughs> What are we doing here? Oh, this, this is Replay, Rewind. It's a podcast about movies that were popular when we were kids. And so what we do is we pick a movie from when we were kids, and we talk about what we remember happening in it. And then we go watch it, and then we come back and we tell you what happened in it, and then we give you some fun trivia about it. How it was made, where the actors are now, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. I, as is per tradition, have a question for you ask me the question it's very loosely related okay (laughs) what is your favorite fruit fruit yeah hmm pineapple really oh that makes sense apples apples blueberries bananas (laughs) i like like fruit (laughs) i like fruit a lot i woke up okay so this morning speaking of fruit i woke up rolled over and i was like oh i don't want to get out of bed yet but then i had this flash you know when you get like a really strong craving, mm-hmm. and it was like I want honey bunches of oats cereal mm. with blueberries and bananas in it, mm. and I had none of those things, no, and I had no. to get out of bed, and I went to the grocery store and bought just those things, and then I came home and ate them, nice. and it was great. Was it good? I hate though when you're like, "Oh, I want this food," and then you eat it, and you're like, "That didn't work." No, it, but it was like it yep. was actually better than I thought. Nice. Even. It was gonna. I was like eating it, and I was like, "This is the best thing that's ever happened." <laughs> Well, good. No, why? <laughs> I'm glad they made it worth getting out of bed and all of the effort that you had to put into. Yeah, it. I'm glad. Yeah, I do know for a fact that my dog's favorite fruit is blueberries. Aw, yeah. I don't think my dogs like fruit. I used to before I knew it was bad, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I used to feed my old dog Paco loved raisins. Oh yeah. I didn't know. Then it's the bad dogs aren't supposed to eat. Great. Hey, hey, listeners. Don't feed your dogs great products. No, yeah. They'll give them kidney failure. Um, he died of a tumor, so it wasn't my fault. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't kill my dog. <laughs> but. God, that would be. I know. I would just turn the podcast off if I were listening. I know. Even <laughs> unknowingly. It was in high school. Oh, yeah. But great products are bad for dogs, in case you didn't know. But he, I used to, I would have like a handful of blueberries and raisins in my hand. Yeah. And I would toss them to him one by one and he would midair catch the raisins and reject the blueberries. And I'm like, how do you know which is which? Oh. But he was just, he was like, oh, that blueberry? Nope. Uh, no, thank you. Just wouldn't even. Cute. I know. I like to, uh, I like to give Cricket, just like if I'm chopping something up, Mm -hmm. like a fresh fruit or vegetable that is not bad for her. Right. I just give her a little bit. Yeah. And she loves fruits and veggies. I, I try to share with my dogs all the time, but they're yeah. not interested. Yeah. But I have before, like, set down on the ground, like, mm. a bunch of different things. I mean, like, which one do you like the best? Yeah. As always, blueberries. Cute. Yeah. I like that. And she's very funny if you give her <laughs> a blueberry, even a blueberry, 
She has to take treats outside to eat them. Yes. She doesn't want to make a mess in the house. <laughs> and it's just, like, one blueberry. And you can hear her, like, holding it in her mouth as she stands by the back door. Because she's just like... <sighs> <sighs> so she's, like, not swallowing. I don't know why she's like this. Yeah, like, just eat it. It's in right. your mouth. You're not going to make a mess. Just eat it. I know. She's like, I'm, I'll be having this al fresco. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's your favorite fruit? Ooh, that's... Actually, that's hard. Yeah. I know... Like, watermelon is way up there. Yeah. Peaches are my brand. Right. As yeah. most people know at this point. Um, I mean, I do love peaches. But, yeah, I love pears when they're, like, Ooh, yeah. they gotta be, like, real good. Yeah. I can eat, like, a whole bag of cherries in a sitting. I just mm. like fruit. I know, me too. I, I like fruit. I used to it when I was a kid, and you were just talking about this, and now I'm like, man, now I want to do that. I used to get, like, you just get, like, a kind of a neutral cereal, Crispex. Yeah. My fave. Yeah. And but like raisins, blueberries, peaches, strawberries, and bananas in it, like yeah. all at the same time. And sometimes I wouldn't even put cereal. I would just put those fruits and milk and yeah. just eat it. Like, yeah. like I don't even need cereal. Yeah. I love cereal and fruit. Yes. So good. It is. It is. And then just baking with fruit too is always Yeah. So fun. My dad just made this really good apple crisp. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I love, like, fall for that reason, too, because I love baking things with apple in them. Yeah. And, I mean, you can do that anytime, because, you know, it's 21st century, and we can get fruits all year round, but... True. But yeah. it's apple season. It's apple season. Motherfucking apple season. Fucking apple season. <laughs> some people don't like warm fruit, and I think that's strange. I mean, some fruits shouldn't be warm, but even just, like... I mean, I love, like, lemon cake. I love things with, like, orange zest in them, so, I mean... Yeah. I'm not gonna eat, like, a heated-up orange, but... No, but I like orange tea. Yeah. 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 And yeah, like an orange, like those orange cinnamon rolls that I made that oh. one time. Those were good. Yeah. It's just fruit. All the fruit. Are there any fruits you don't like? Maybe I should have. doesn't really tie in. This blueberry barely ties in, but. No? Yeah. I can't. I can't eat a whole banana by itself. I get bored. Oh, <laughs> I'm just I like bananas. I'm so tired of this banana. Oh. But I, if I cut it up in cereal, yeah. I can eat the whole thing. But if I just like. I just peel just, and eat a banana? I could eat, like, no. a whole bunch of bananas. Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't ever go out of my way for a kiwi. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Like, like they're fine if they're in something, or if yeah. they're there, I'll eat it. You know, but I would, I've never, like, bought a kiwi, I don't think. I was literally just gonna say that. I don't like cantaloupe. Oh, it, yeah. Does cantaloupe, do melon? I guess melons are fruit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't like cantaloupe. I, if you cut one up and it's cold and you put it in front of me, I'll eat it and I will dislike it the whole time, but I'll still eat it. I think I like the texture of melon and I like when fruit is cold. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't like this taste, but the texture and the temperature are doing it for me. Yeah. So I'd, ra- I'd much rather, like, nine, ten times out of ten, I'd rather eat a honeydew than a cantaloupe. I like honeydew I don't like a lot. Those either. But I don't like cantaloupe. Yeah. No. But if you ever, if you see me out, and I'm eating cantaloupe, and you're like, you said you don't. I'm like, I know, I know, I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> it's like, because cantaloupe is, like, thicker yeah, than watermelon oh, yeah. and honeydew. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. Slimy. Yeah. I don't want slimy fruit. I don't either. Anyway, why are we talking about fruit? What the fuck? I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because this week we are talking about the Black Cauldron. Ooh, Yes. Which we have mentioned many times before. Yeah, it almost bankrupt mm-hmm. Disney. Yeah. And I'm, I've never seen it. I'm excited to see what happened. Yeah. It's bad, right? I mean, everybody says it's bad? Yeah. Now, apparently. is this the, I know that there have been like 40 straws that broke Don Bluth's camel's back. Yeah. This was one of them, right? Or was he no longer around for this one because he knew it was coming? 
Do this you remember one's what... tied up in Don Bluth at some point, right? Yeah. Do you remember what year it was? No. 80 something. It was it was right after Sword in the Stone. That was the 60s. Wasn't it? Okay. <laughs> Cuz I remember us talking about the guy who he went off and made something because he was like I saw what he quit Disney because yeah. like, I saw what they were about to do with the Black Cauldron yes. and I said no thank you and I left and made yeah something yeah. and then he came back later to work on something else was it Brave Little Toaster maybe I feel like maybe it was because he, he that was, yes because those episodes were so long ago I know because he was talking about doing digital animation and oh was it had, John Lasseter it might have been because John Lasseter wanted to do Brave Little Toaster more digital and they were like okay well let's save us money and they were like no right it'll be the same yeah and they were like well then we're not gonna do it and he got in trouble for making something on his own time yeah he made uh and then like a little like example of what the computer animation could do yeah and they were like well since you have so much time and money on your hands you can just leave yeah he got fired and I think, I don't remember, this was, see, this was somebody who left voluntarily because he was like, I saw what they were, I saw what was next and it was yeah. Black Cauldron and that was boring. So it might have been Fox and the Hound situation. I don't remember. Yeah, because Don Bluth left in the middle of Fox and the Hound. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it was Don Bluth that said yeah. Black Cauldron we'll was fi- going to be boring. I guess we're we'll going to find out. Find out. Yeah. It's just frustrating that I know that this information is in my brain somewhere. Yeah, we we talked about it. Um, the reason that I ask about fruit is because literally the only thing that I remember from this movie yeah. is there's like a group of children and there's also a some sort of creature that they have with them. He's kind of sloth looking. Okay. He's very fuzzy. Yeah. I don't remember his name. I don't remember what kind of creature he is. He just joins their group at some point and he has like a silly little voice. He sounds like Andy Serkis, but it's not voiced by Andy Serkis, okay. but he sounds just like that. In yeah. fact, I'm pretty sure that Andy Serkis said that he used this guy's voice um, as inspiration for Gollum. Oh, okay. So he sounds like that. Yeah. And he is obsessed with apples, and they give him apples a oh. lot. And he calls them, like, crunching munchins. That's cute. And at one point, they think that he has died, and they're carrying his dead body. Yeah. And he starts, like, not, he hasn't opened his eyes or anything, but he just starts, he just sneaks one hand into the guy's, like, bag, and he's, like, rummaging around in it, and he's like, crunching munchins, gotta be in here somewhere. And they're <laughs> like, you're alive! Oh. That's all I remember from this movie. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I, yeah, don't remember his name. So, yeah, and they made this one when they were still only making animated movies every four years. And I I do remember that they were like, it was between this and something else. Yeah. And then when they decided not to do whatever the other one was, is when somebody was like, Somebody's well, like, I'm out. Fuck this, yeah. I know, I know we're gonna find out, but yeah, it's annoying. Right, like, this is what we do. I know. But, and yeah, it's, it's definitely in there somewhere, but I distinctly remember reading some interview about this guy saying, you know, we had just finished this movie. I think he worked on Fox and the Hound, and he, he said, you know, we just finished Fox and the Hound. I saw where they were going with Black Cauldron. Yeah. And I was like, this is, it's the same shit over and over again. I'm out. But he left voluntarily. Yeah. And then he came back later to work on something else with them that, that I think was animated, that he was like, this was exciting to me, or uh, computer generated. And he was like, I wanted to come Did he work come back on for Iron Giant? This project. Well, that's not a Disney movie, is it? Isn't it? <laughs> God, what is this, our first day? No. I don't think Iron Giant's a Disney no, movie. No, it's not. It's Warner Brothers. Or No, somebody. it is. It is Disney. Disney? Because... Fuck. The two train guys oh, are named yeah. after two of the nine old men. Yeah, Frank Thomas and the other guy. Ollie something. Uh-huh. 
God, I hate half knowing things. I know. Which is all I know. I only <laughs> half know anything. Anyway, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it don't out. Don't even worry about no. it. No. Please don't stress. You don't have to find we'll we'll find the information. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna go watch it. You yeah. guys you know what? Sit back, relax, type, go to your browser. Go to the bar. The the little when, what's it called? Search bar? Go to the search bar. Go ahead, type in www dot patreon dot com slash uh-huh. replay rewind podcast all one word yeah all together go there type that and hit enter just see what happens just see if there's anything that entices you see what pops up you know yeah. on that site do that yeah maybe some bonus episode and we'll be right back <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, that was a fucking terrifying movie. I know! I was like, I'm almost 34 years old, and I was like, this is creepy as shit. It is! Like... Yeah. This is not a kid's movie. No. No. Ah. <laughs> I completely, because you'd never seen it? No. I completely, apparently, successfully blocked all that out, because I did not have those moments of like, oh, I remember the, none of it. All I remembered was the scene that I talked about at the top. Yeah, with the Where Jeremy's like, yeah. fishing around in his shirt. Yeah. That's literally all I remembered. Good. The rest of it, completely blocked. I know! It is straight up, like, metal as shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrifying. Mean, it, it is super metal, and, like, a lot of this imagery would look tight as fuck in, like, a metal music video right, or yeah. on an album cover, but not in a children's movie? No. <sighs> anyway, let's talk about it. Yeah, sure. So the IMDb says, A young boy and a group of misfit friends embark on a quest to find a dark magic item of ultimate power before a diabolical tyrant can. <laughs> tyrant can. Tyrant can. Like, <laughs> it's a can. It's a really a tyrannical evil. can. Yeah. <laughs> God, I just want to live my life, but this can keeps telling me what to do. <laughs> it's just a, you know, 12 ounce, like, just kicking it down the road. Oh, man. Okay, so it starts, uh, happy sunshine, just kidding. It starts with a dark and cloudy sky where we get a narrator saying, Legend has it, in the mystic land of Pridane, sure. there was once a king so cruel and so evil that even the gods feared him. 
Since no prison could hold him, he was thrown alive into a crucible of molten iron. There his demonic spirit was captured in the form of a great black cauldron. Which uh, word comes on the screen. Yeah. I'm sure you found out in your notes, in your research. Maybe. But there's, this is based on like a series of yeah. books. <laughs> there, hopefully there's like more to it, but they're just like, yeah. you get two sentences. There's five books. Okay. It's just, yeah, it seems wild. Yeah, and they tried to kind of fit everything into one. How can a person be so cruel that the gods fit, like just, they're like, just we don't want to kill him. Get rid of We him. gotta deal with him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Does he have any power? Yeah, like aren't. Which gods? Yeah. All the gods? Multiple? They're all pussies. I guess so. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Official stance. So, yeah, he goes on to explain that the Black Cauldron has been hidden for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Evil men have always searched for it so that they can use it to rule the world. Yes. With an army of deathless warriors. Mm. Which is like, what? It's metal. Yeah. But it's scary. Yeah. But also, like, ink. Ain't that always the way? It's There's always. always just some evil dudes looking for a thing so they can rule the world. People like you <laughs> think the devil, the devil is yeah. in a black cauldron <laughs> hiding in the forest waiting to be woken up. Turns out. Yes. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of forest, yep. this one's happy. Yeah. And there's a squirrel running around that looks just like the girl squirrel from Sword in the Stone. It for sure is. I mean, it's it's gotta just be like recycled yeah because they did that all the time yeah back in the day well i think i know that art stevens worked on this so and i'm pretty sure he was he did for a little bit yeah yeah so there's an old man talking to his cat about how something feels wrong Mm -hmm. his cat is named cat yes the only and i mean that's a terrible name for a cat yeah it's stupid and i hate it it's the only good name in this movie (laughs) yes everyone else is like there are two names that i'm okay with and yeah. all the rest of the names i'm like i hate this yep but yeah the cat is yelling for food mm-hmm. and the old man yells at a kid named Taran mm-hmm. because the pot is boiling over yeah he's like leaning out the window daydreaming mm-hmm. and he turns around and he says oh sorry i was just thinking and he ignores the pot for yeah. another two minutes he walks right by <laughs> it's still boiling over. he's just like i was thinking about how you know, I missed the war, and I didn't get to fight in it. And that's like, I'm never going to get to be anybody. I want to be a great warrior, but the war is over, and I didn't get to, you know, I'm just a kid. And I and Yeah, and the old man is like, war isn't a game. Like, yeah, people get hurt. It isn't bad. fun. Right. And then he finally goes and attends to the pot. Right. Which has some food in it for Henwin, mm-hmm. who Taran seems to be annoyed with. Yeah, he's just like, oh, Henwin, Henwin. It's always about Henwin. Everything's mirror. And we're like, who the fuck is Henwin? But so he goes off to do his chores. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how, you know, he wishes he was a grown-up and Dalbin doesn't understand. You know, just typical Yeah, so the old stuff. man's name is Dalbin. Yeah. And he lives on Dalbin Farm, mm-hmm. but it's spelled differently. The D- <laughs> Dalbin Farm is spelled differently? Dalbin than- Farm only has one L. Huh. Dalbin Man has two L's. Maybe it's just somebody doing the subtitles as an idiot. No. Oh, no. It's listed that way on all the sites. God. That sucks. Well, anyway... Yes. He's like, when <laughs> I was mostly paying attention to the animation. I think the person, also someone who worked on Aristocats was on this one because the geese look the same as the one mm. from the Aristocats. That and Dalbin looks a lot the same as the old man in Aristocats who like writes up her will. Yeah. They're just, I just love seeing like the styles, mm. you know, stay the same and the way that people move around. And yeah. sometimes they just full on recycle scenes, which I love. They're mm-hmm. just like, just 
photographs on this person. Yeah. Make them into a chicken now. It's just <laughs> great, and I like it. But anyway. Even doing that, it still takes so... It still used to take so long oh, to make yeah. animated movies. But yes, anyway, Tarn gives this bowl of food to Henwin, who we find out is a pig. Yes. With long eyelashes. She's so cute. She is cute. She's the cutest little pig. And she seems very sweet. But Tarn is like, is this to be my life? Pampering a pig? I'm a mighty warrior! And then he picks up a stick and threatens some geese. Yes. <laughs> Shoes the geese away, like, kind of scares Henwin a little bit. He runs over to this black goat and... Like, rattles ra- between his horns? Yeah, which, yeah. like, shakes his head, and then the goat hits him in the butt, which yeah. is nice, because he goes flying into some mud. Yep. Which serves him right. And he does this, like, fake death scene where he, like, pretends to die. Yeah, he's just like, oh, Henwin. <laughs> you know, like, dying in the mud. And then Dalvin comes out and catches him playing, and he blames it on her. Yeah, he's like, oh, Henwin fell in the mud. Yep, I'm, try- I'm trying to get it off of her. And he's just like... It's fine. Like, it's okay Yep. that you're out here playing. Because he says, you know, he's just, like, laying in the mud, and Dalvin's like, this is no kind of grave for a mighty warrior. Yeah, so he's, he's just playing like, you're a kid, it's fine that yeah. you're allowed to, you know. But he's just like, oh, Dalvin, sir, I'm so sorry. Runs off. And he's just like, listen, it's fine. Right. Give that pig a bath. Yes, and so he goes to do that while complaining some more, and says, won't I ever be anything other than an assistant pig keeper? Mm-hmm. Well, the pig is special. She's a special pig. Dalvin says. Yeah. You'll know one day. Yeah. You'll get it. That's basically all we know so far. This yeah. pig? Special. That is some pig. Oh my god. So, he's giving Henwin a bath, and suddenly she, like, freaks out. Yeah. Which seems very out of character. Yeah. And, and... he's like, Henwin, calm down. Because she's, like, super chill. He's like, this is your favorite part. And he's, yeah. like, scrubbing her back with a brush, and mm-hmm. she looks very content. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, she's just like, Bleh! like, pig noises. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and so Dalbin is like, what's going on? And Tarn's like, I don't know. She just started freaking out. So he's like, okay, bring her inside really quick. Mm-hmm. Turns out she has some magic powers. Yeah, it's very strange. Dalbin lights a candle and sets it down next to this, like, shallow basin of water. Mm-hmm. And he's explaining to Tarn, I never use Henwin's powers unless I have to. Right. And tells Tarn, you know, don't tell anybody what you're about to see. Mm-hmm. And he, like, does a little spell, he recites a little incantation, and Henwin, like, puts her face in the water, and some images appear, and Dalvin interprets them, he's like, oh, so we see, like, it's not, like, super clear, but we see, like, these shadowy figures or whatever, Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, the Horned King is out looking for the Black Cauldron. Yeah. And he can't find it. (laughs) I have not seen your cauldron, but have you checked your cauldron? And by cauldron, I mean (laughs) both. Perfect. But turns out the horny king mm-hmm. can look back yeah. through at Henwin, and uh-huh. now he knows that she exists. Yes. This is just the plot of the Fellowship of the Ring up to this point. Yes. Because we've got, like, a magical item uh-huh. that a bad guy is looking for yep. so that he can rule the world. And if you use the magical item, he can see you again. Yep. Or see you. Yeah. And then we've got an old man telling a young man take this other magical item uh-huh. to a different place i'll meet you there keep it secret keep it safe yeah this, this is literally just lord of the rings but he doesn't have any help yet yet yeah it it loses the lord of the rings parallels soon yeah but up till this That's point so i was just like this i just watched fellowship huh. this is pretty, pretty yeah spot on so Dalvin tells Taran to take henwin to the cottage at the edge of the forbidden forest and wait for him there mm-hmm he packs him up one piece of bread and one apple, so hopefully it's a short walk and there's food at the cabin. Yeah, it's not even like 
half the loaf. No, he cuts he off like just the butt of it. Yes, yeah, like not even the good it. part. No. It's just like, <laughs> here you go. Do you get water? No. Fuck you. Figure it out. Yeah. No food for Henwin. So again, yeah. Hopefully, it's a very short while. Unless all that food is for Henwin and, <laughs> and Taran doesn't get to eat. Yeah. Taran says, "I won't fail you." I'm just like I will succeed in taking this walk. I know I'll- he he makes it out to be like this big thing, yeah, which it like ends up being, but he doesn't know it that shouldn't yet. Be yeah. yeah, he's just telling him walk through the forest, take Henwin there so that she was safe. I'll meet you there. Like he's just a kid. He puts Henwin on a leash. Like yeah, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. No, but as he's leaving, Dalbin says, "So much." so soon rests on his young shoulders right and we're nine minutes into the movie and this just feels really rushed yeah it's just like well everything's uh bad oh oh no things are bad go time to go uh dire everything's dire suddenly yeah yeah okay Anyway, now we see a very creepy castle and some over-enthusiastic trumpets. Oh my god. Yeah, actually, they misinterpreted it. He's not the Horned King. He's the Horns King. He's in a ska band. Oh. He's not that... How How did I miss he's that? He's not scary. Um, no, it's the Horned King. Yeah, he's actually, like, he's, he's terrifying. fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Because we see him, he's just, like, wandering around his castle yeah. in the fog, talking to no one. Mm-hmm. And this like super creepy, deep echoey voice. Yeah, it's like got lots of like reverbs and effects and yeah. gravelly and evil. We see like the back of his head, and he has a hood up, and there's these two like giant horns coming through. They're like holes yeah. cut out for his horns coming through. And then we see we pan like from his. He turns around. We go from feet up to his face. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing like a big cloak. He's got like big gnarly like dark green skin and like claw hands. And then we see his face. It's just a fucking skeleton. Yeah. And I was like, skull. well, I'm out of jokes. <laughs> the jokes have been scared out of me. Like, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with this? And he says, soon the black cauldron will be mine. And then he like reaches to towards the screen. Yeah. Until his hand like overtakes the view. And I was just like, if I were a fucking child, I would lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> like a hundred percent. But his hand is actually reaching to caress a bunch of these, like, dead dudes that are, like, wearing armor. Yeah. And he's telling them he's gonna make them cauldron-born and that they will worship him. Yeah. Because he's thirsty to be a god. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's actually not that scary. He's not reaching for you. He's reaching for one of these hundreds of corpses that's just laying around his house. Just piles of bones. It's fine. Dope's normal. Like, it's cool. It's scary. (laughs) It's so scary. Why? Not chill. This movie has no chill. <laughs> so anyway, the sun is back, thank God. Yeah, we're back out into the forest, and it's Ooh. nice, and it's cute, and we're walking with Taran and Henwin through the forest, and it's bright and happy. It's lovely. Yeah. And Taran is telling Henwin that he had no idea about her special powers, and he's gonna keep her safe. Right. And I'm just like, man, Dolbin just said, don't tell anyone. Yeah. And Taran's walking through the woods like, Man, Henwin, I had no idea you were a magical pig and that you could see the future. This is crazy. I was like, bruh, he said. So they're drinking from this little pond and he sees a vision of himself in the water and like fancy armor. And there's a crowd calling him like the greatest war- warrior in all Prydain. Yeah, he just taught. He's just the chattiest boy I've ever like seen. He's just like talking constantly. I guess because his only friend is a pig. So he's just like, no one's there to interrupt him. Yeah, but as he's distracted... Henwin wanders off. I how how she's on a leash. 
Like, even if you're going to daydream, just tie the pig to your wrist. You know, right, in case yeah. something spooks her and she tries to run away. Absolutely. Or she, she's a pig. She's going to wander. Like, you had one job, Tarn. Yeah, and he's already fucked it up. Yep. But she has run off, so he's trying to chase her into the creepy part of the forest. Yeah. And he has an apple in his hand, and he's like, come on, don't you want this apple? We know that you love apples. Got you this. When he's suddenly tackled by um uh uh mon- monkey <laughs> yeah bear man dog sloth who knows he truly just a creature. does sound like golem though you were correct yes i mean like i was watching this and my roommate walked by yeah and was like are you watching lord of the rings right and i was like <laughs> no i know i was like oh sweet more lord of the rings comparison i'm fairly certain that andy circus like straight up used this as inspiration yeah. For his Gollum voice. He was yeah. like, he's gonna sound like this guy. I mean, there's no way that he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they sound exactly the same. Yes. He, the only thing is, because this creature, who we learned is named Gurgi. Yes. Is, like, nice-ish. Yeah. We're supposed to like him. Uh-huh. He sounds a little bit nicer. He sounds, he's got a little bit of, like, Donald Duck. Yeah. In his voice. Whereas Gollum is, like, a gross, nasty, like, you know... Yeah. creature so. but they have the same like speech patterns too. for sure yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah but this uh golem monkey sloth bear man dog <laughs> uh-huh is really excited about this apple uh-huh and then he takes it yep from tarin yeah and tarin's trying to get it back but then he gets bitten yeah and he gurgi runs like into a bush and tarin like threatens him with a stick yeah he's spending so much he's like give it back you nasty little thief you know like yelling at him and i'm like do you remember that you're supposed to be protecting this very special pig who has run off into the woods like fuck the apple dude let him have it just go yeah go you're not supposed to get the apple safely to the cabin it's the pig (laughs) that you're supposed to be protecting i I feel like you forgot that yeah but gurge takes a bite of the apple and then hands it back yeah so tarin tells him that he's terrible and greedy and this makes Gurgi start crying. Mm-hmm. Gurgi is the only name that I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. It, I... It's at least pronounced how it's spelled. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that's short. <laughs> that's true. I just, I have a problem with like er noises and things. Yeah. So I really don't. It's still like, particularly it feels like kind of gross to say. Yeah. But it's, it's the like only one that's like. Regurgitate. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So Gurgi is crying. But then Tarin asks if. He saw Hinwin, and he pulls a classic Bugs Bunny. You're right. Describes Hinwin to a T. You know, like, oh, big belly? Right. Like, curly tail? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, nope, never seen him. I mean, he, does he describe her to a T, or does he describe a, a pig? pig? Yeah. Just, you know, she doesn't have, like, tattoos or long blonde hair or Chanel boots. Like, there's nothing about her <laughs> that... Yeah differentiates her from other pigs so maybe he just saw a pig any other pigs though that's fair yeah but how do we know it's the same one it's just funny that he's like that's henwin yeah how do you know (laughs) (laughs) oh i got the license plate number but so taran's like you know what do you have a pig license (laughs) (laughs) then the pig is breaking the lair but Tarn's like, fuck this, I don't need you, you're obnoxious. But Gurgi's like, hang on, wait a minute, just a second. I did see a pig run through the forest earlier. Mm-hmm. She went 
uh, this way. Ta- come on, I'll date you. know, and he grabs his hand and he's like dragging him. I'll help you. I'll help you. Come on. I'll help you find your pig and then we can be best friends forever. And Taran's like, I don't ever want to talk to you again, actually. Yeah. But then they hear Henwin squealing. Mm-hmm. And so Taran runs to go find her. And he runs into this like very spooky, like. It's very like field, but it's like brambly. desolate. Yeah. Burnt out. Like. Yeah. The sky is a different color. It does not yeah. look nice, you know. It's purpley. It's, a yeah. lot of these backgrounds and settings remind me of The Land Before Time. Mm. Just like how it's desolate, mm-hmm. but there's also like like yeah. the, the big brambly things. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very dusty looking. Yeah. Not, not good and full of life and green. Yes. But yeah. And so we see that Henwin is being chased by these like dragons. Yeah. There's two of them. Yeah. She almost gets away, but then one of them grabs her at the last second, and Taran grabs his tail, but the other dragon comes and just, like, lands on his back. Yeah. And smashes his face into the ground. Until he lets go. He is bleeding. Yeah. From his mouth. Yeah. He gets, like, smashed. Yeah. It's brutal. It is. (laughs) It really is just like, oh, man. But he takes off after after these dragons. He just starts running after them. And we see that Henwin is being flown to this big scary castle. Yes. And I'm like, you know, you have to give it to Tarn. Like, he is super brave. He does not yeah. hesitate for one second. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, because we got no backstory whatsoever. I don't know how, like, he doesn't seem surprised by Gurgi. So I guess these creatures are just, like, about. He just yeah. starts talking to him immediately. He doesn't seem surprised to see dragons, just kind of bummed. Yeah. So it- <laughs> Oh, I'm bummed. <laughs> like oh i got my pig but he's not like what the fuck is that right so i guess these things are around it's still like a magical time yeah yeah but he does not hesitate for one second to chase after these dragons who have his pig yeah and then even when they start flying away with her he's just like well guess i'll go to that castle yeah so i'm proud of him because he's very brave yeah not that he has like a whole lot of choice but were i in his position i wouldn't do it so no i mean he could be like Sucks to suck. I guess the pig's gone. <laughs> or even just be like, man, I don't want to, you know. But he, yeah. he doesn't hesitate. Yeah. He's just like, well, alone then. You know, he's just right. like, I'm going to go do it. Well, and I do think that there is a bit of like, he wants adventure. Yeah. So he's like, okay. Yeah. At least this is a thing to do. Right. Even if it is scary or hard. Yeah. yeah. I, I just like, because, you know, he's just, we just see his dreams of like, oh, I'm going to be the greatest warrior. And then a lot of times there's nothing to back that up. But yeah. he's just like, gonna go save this pig. So I'm like, hey, he has the makings of a great warrior. Mm-hmm. It's cool. So yes. he's going to the castle. Yeah, he is. And your note here about how he has so much of Arthur in him mm-hmm. is because he does. Nice. We'll get into the whole like long drama of it at the end. But someone else was supposed to do the character design. Uh-huh. And they brought Milt Call out of retirement. Oh, okay. To, so he designed all of the major characters in the movie. Gotcha. Yeah, there's a lot of him in it, especially... But he didn't animate them. He just designed them? Yes. It's interesting, though, because, I mean, the an- the way they move, like, when we see yeah. in this moment, he does that thing where he scowls and nods when he talks that mm-hmm. Arthur does a lot, where he's, like, yeah. determined. He's like, I'm yeah. gonna do this thing. But he's not... He's got more meat on his bones than yeah. Arthur does. He's still definitely... Like, the animation is still in that style, but nobody's doing, like, the... Head yeah, we don't get the head waggle. Wobble, yeah. <laughs> That's, there's one guy who can do that. Yep. Yeah, and the last time that it was used was in Sword in the Stone. I think so. Which was before this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he's been smashed, but he's like, I gotta go to the yep. castle. And Gurgi has come back. Mm-hmm. And he tells Tarin, like, just forget the piggy. Yeah. And Tarin calls him a miserable coward and then throws the apple at him. 
he's so mean to this creature. Like, he could just be like, well, I can't. You don't have to come. Right. Because I don't care about you. And yeah. we just met a minute ago. Yeah. But he's, like, mean. I know it, but Gurgi, for some reason, has also attached himself. Oh, yeah. He's already called him master. Yeah. And a prince. Yeah. At this point. And I don't know why. I don't either. He's mean to you. Yeah, and you've known each other for 30 seconds. Uh-huh. But anyway. anyway. <laughs> Gurgi gets sad and says, If great lord go into evil castle, poor Gurgi will never see his friend again. Yeah. I guess the great lord is Taran? Yep. What's weird? I don't know, but... He's just a kid. He's just an assistant pig keeper. Taran gets to the castle real fast. Yeah, he just heads over there. Yeah. He took a lift. <laughs> just like a block over. Yeah. That's fine. I imagine that in the books, there is more adventure between here and there, but they were just like, and now he's at the castle. Yeah. Because when he sees it, it's very far away. Yeah. yeah. He just goes over there with yeah. his crust of bread because he threw the apple at Gurgi, so yeah. he doesn't even have that. That's true. Bread crust. Mm-hmm. So he made it to the castle and he's like climbing up the side of it and he finds a hole in the wall and he crawls inside mm-hmm. where he hears some snoring. Mm-hmm. So he sneaks past a drunk guy. Yeah, he's like passed out. Yeah, but it, like, wakes up a dog. Yeah. A dog. Who jumps out at it and it made me jump. Oh. Like, this dog. <laughs> yes, this children's movie that has me. jump scares. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it got me. I'm very susceptible to jump scares. I'm entrusting you with this information, podcast listeners. Yes. <laughs> Don't jump out at me. I will scream. <laughs> <laughs> but it wakes the guard up. Yeah. But the guard's like, shut up, you stupid dog. You're always barking at nothing, which I'm like, right. if you're not going to listen to your dog barking at things, then what's the why point? Do you have a, I guess to bite stuff if you do find something. Yeah. But he's like, you know what? We might as well. You woke me up, so we might as well go make our rounds. So they take off. So Taran's like, right. got away clean. And he leans on a door that opens into what looks like this like giant great hall, but he's up in the rafters right. looking down on it. Yeah. And there are like a ton of super surly looking dudes Mm -hmm. drinking and yelling Uh and they're all yelling at this woman who is dancing on a table Uh she's got huge boobs yeah i mean her all of her is huge she does like a twirl at one point we see her underwear Uh what titties are like hanging out of her like bodice kind one of the dudes says something like if like give me one kiss and i can die happy or something like that like yeah they're all like gawking and pawing at her yeah whistling at her like it's so gross yeah for kids for kids and we also see that there's a goblin among them who's like trying to get some food but everybody's kind of an asshole to him yeah he's like a teeny tiny little like a foot tall also don't understand his name is creeper Uh uh-huh but he's obviously the one that's like the closest to the king yeah he's like the king's right hand man so it seems like you should be nice to him yeah but they're not they're like, get out of here, Creeper. You know, they, like, won't let him get food. It's uh, just, yeah. So then, in the middle of all this revelry, a creepy wind comes through, and it silences everyone. Mm-hmm. And then there's some lightning, and some smoke, and some trumpets, and it's the Horned King. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up! One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four! He just skanks into the room. <laughs> His robe is just, like, flying around him. <laughs> just like black and white checkered robe. <laughs> He's got sunglasses on for some reason. Pork pie hat on his horns. <laughs> the hat has holes cut for the horns. Yeah. God. <laughs> so the goblin creeper welcomes the king nervously and someone brings Henwin in. And she's got shackles on her. And they put a dish of water in front of her. 
and the goblins like show us where the black cauldron is yeah but she won't do it no she turns her nose up at it and like turns around she's just like hmm. and i'm like yeah right. Henwin, tell him what's up but the goblin like pulls some hot coals out of a fire and mm-hmm. threatens her with them yes and then Taran from the rafters is like no don't do it and falls down into the room yeah like grabs a banner on his way down so he doesn't you know die on Splat. all the rocks yeah and every he's just like immediately set upon by all of these terrible gray looking dudes yeah they're he, gray because like they look unhealthy but also yeah. like to show stubble a lot of them yeah. like just half of their face is just gray mm-hmm. which is just weird mm-hmm. i don't like it no <laughs> but yeah he tries to fight all of them off with a broom yeah but they have like swords and stuff yeah big axes yeah he's he's trying i know because he's so brave but just before he's stabbed to death, Creeper mm-hmm. tells the guy to let him go. Yeah. Because he recognizes that this kid knows this pig and they need the pig to cooperate. Right. So Tarn runs over to Hinwin and hugs her. And the Horned King says, I presume you are the keeper of this oracular pig. Oracular pig was my nickname in high school. <laughs> <sighs> this is your joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then so... You know, he, like, threatens Hinwen and threatens Tarin, and mm-hmm. he's like, no, I won't show you, and then he does, because he doesn't want anything bad to happen to Hinwen. Because, he, yeah, he's like, well, then I don't have any use for the pig, so I'm just gonna kill her. Right. Yeah, because he's like, hey, get your pig to show me where the black cauldron is. And Tarin says, I can't, sir. I promised. Right. And the Horn King's like, well, then I'll fucking kill her. Oh, yeah, because they almost behead her. Yeah. Like, there's a, an they executioner. They drag her over to, like, a block. With a block that has blood on it. Yeah. And they put her head on it. Yeah. Ah! and Tarn's like hold it okay fine i'll make her do it so he brings her back over to the water he does the little incantation and the cauldron shows up in the water and the horned king is like stoked to yeah. see it he's like yeah. i want to see better like where it is so he starts like very slowly which is how he does everything approaching yeah and he comes up behind Tarn, and Tarn like can feel his presence and like turn around and his eyes are glowing mm, mm. and Tarn's like fuck <laughs> and i'm like yeah it's scary you should get it's out absolutely there. terrifying and so he like gets up to like get away from him and it like steps in the water which splashes up into the horned king's face and i don't know if it's like hot or i don't know but he reacts to it like it's a terrible thing yeah maybe he can't get wet <laughs> he's made of <laughs> cotton candy actually <laughs> that's not fog that's sugar floss <laughs> But yeah, this is enough time for Tarin and Hen to get away mm-hmm. from all of these terrible people. So they make it through the castle and outside. Yeah. And Tarin pushes Hen over the castle wall into the moat. Yeah. And it is a long way down. Yeah. And I hope the water is deep enough. I know. He just goes, swim, Hen, swim. And I'm like, can can pigs swim? Like, I was really worried for a minute. Yeah. But they can. Yeah. I looked it up. And They're really good swimmers. Good. But before Tarin can get over the wall, he gets got. Mm-hmm. yep and the king grabs creeper by the neck and throttles him for a little bit yeah which is a, a stress reliever for him i guess <laughs> where's my stress ball yeah <laughs> oh it's this tiny man yes and then sends Tarn to the dungeon yes and in the dungeon Tarn is crying realizing what an idiot he's been yeah feeling sorry for himself yeah when suddenly a girl just appears from the floor yep with a magic ball of light Yep. Yeah, just like a giant stone tile moves, and she just climbs out of the floor, and she's like, oh, hello. He's like, yeah, yep, do you mind? I was crying here. <laughs> this is my crying room. <laughs> For a little private time, but no, what's up? 
Her name is Princess Alonwi. Yes. I like the way it sounds. But the way it's spelled. Yeah. I don't know how else you would spell it, but it's just a mouthful. It definitely is. Anyway, she asks Tarin if he's a lord or a warrior. And he says, I'm an assistant pig keeper. Hmm, yes. Well, that was not one of the options. <laughs> <laughs> so she explains that she was kidnapped by the king because he thought maybe her magic ball of light could mm-hmm. tell where the cauldron was. Yeah. But she's just also been in the dungeon because it couldn't. Right. I guess. I mean, well, he is an evil king. Yeah. But like, you could just let her go. Right. You don't have what I need. Get out of here. Exactly. Or just kill her. I mean, why keep her alive in the dungeon? Presumably you gotta feed her. I don't know. So Doubt it. Keep. Who knows? Or maybe she escaped and he was like, gonna kill her. And he's just like, I don't know where she went. So whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so they together leave the dungeon and start wandering around. Mm-hmm. They find a burial chamber and are looking at all of the markings and stuff. And they're like, oh, this is the guy that was king. Yeah. Before the Horn King took over. Right. And Tarn goes over to his like sarcophagus or whatever and his sword is still sitting on it so he picks it up yeah he like kind of brushes it off and it starts glowing and he's like oh hell yeah sword that's tight so he takes it as he should yeah absolutely and then they hear some noises and they go look they're like looking around a door frame you know sneakily and they see creeper who is guiding a man in a diaper basically he's got like a white loincloth on yeah nothing else Mm -hmm. hauling this giant cart that we find out is full of dead bodies. Because yep. he's like, Creeper's like, oh, what a great haul. The Horned King will be so, you know, this will be a great addition to his army. And um, it hits a bump and like, a, a, just an arm flops out. Yep. For kids. <sighs> yep. So the princess, Princess Elon Musk, is like. <laughs> Don't you do that to her. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. Tarn has the old king's sword. Yeah, and Alanwi is, like, scandalized that he took it. Well, she's just like, dead. where did you get that? And he's like, the dead guy back. She's like, yeah. you took the king. And he's like, he's not using it. Yeah. He's dead. He's right, girl. Right. So as they're uh, wandering around, they come across a guy being shackled to a wall, mm-hmm. protesting that he is a bard, not a spy. Yes. And he's trying to use his wit and charm to win over this guard. But he has both one tooth and one brain cell. Yeah, he a big dumb dude. Yeah. And the... his dog is also just trying to eat the bard guy. Yeah. He's just like, you seem like an intelligent fellow. He's like, no. <laughs> no. No, there's just mods in there. But he tells him, I shall sing of your dastardly deed. Uh-huh. He's like talking about like what a great bard he is. Yeah. You know? He's like, I've played all the great halls, you know, of fucking Chicago House of Blues. been there, <laughs> you know, like all the... Radio his... City Music Hall. Right. <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Uh, you name it. I've, I've sold out. And his lute starts, like, snapping strings in protest. And mm-hmm. he's, like, trying to cover it up. He's like, shut the fuck up. And he introduces himself to us and this empty-headed man. His, <laughs> his name is Fluter Flam. And both Fluter and Flam are spelled with two Fs at the beginning. Fluter Flam. Fluter <laughs> You know, Fluter Flam, man. It's me, Fluter. Like Fluter, F-F-L-E-W-D-D-U-R. Oh, God, it's so bad. And for what? Fluter. Fluter Flam. I mean, this is based on, the books are like a Welsh, they're based on like a Welsh yeah, whatever I know. old story, but. Shouldn't make fun of the Welsh. <laughs> it's not because it's Welsh, it's because 
the fucking Disney Animation Studio did not think, this is for kids, let's make it a little easier to follow. Mm-hmm. Like, no kid is going to be like, hell yeah, I want that fluter toy. No. <laughs> I want no part of this. No. It's bad. Anyway, so the guard leaves? Yeah. I guess. He's just so. like, look, my job is to tie you up. That's it. Yep. I'm not doing anything else. The other guy will come in. The- <laughs> Your torturer will be here momentarily. <laughs> Shift change. Make yourself comfortable. But so while he's just hanging there. Mm-hmm. Princess Alonwi and Tarin break into the room and start to untie him, but they hear that more guards are coming. Yeah. So they're like, we gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. He, they get one of his arms untied, and then they're yeah. like, we gotta go. And Tarin drops his new old sword mm-hmm. while he's hiding under this tiny bridge. But he gets it back. Yeah, it, it like falls down under the bridge, and yeah. he climbs down there at the same time as the bad guys are walking over, so. Yeah. Fluter's like, get out of here, get a go, run while there's still time. And then he's like, shit, I gotta save myself. Yeah. But he can untie Smee, himself Smee, now. What about me? Yeah. <laughs> so one of his arms is loose. So right. he does that. But, so they're like sneaking away, but then Tarin is seen. Mm-hmm. And the guy tries to attack him, but he blocks the attack with his sword. Yeah. And it just shatters this man's axe. Yeah. It's tight. Just huge chunks flying everywhere. Yeah. And he starts chuckling about it yeah she's swinging it around and he's like <laughs> yeah which i mean true because he wants to be a mighty warrior and now he's got a big old sword that apparently does all his fighting for him so hell yeah hell yeah so princess alonwi finds him and they run off they do come across another guard but tarn uses the sword again breaks this bad guy's sword mm-hmm. they find the bard he introduces himself as fluter mm-hmm. from the land of ikea yeah <laughs> And he's made it out of his bonds. He's being chased by a dog. Huh? They do not help him. No. They're like, you're an adult. You're <laughs> yeah. on your own, man. You you got it. They pass a bunch of barrels, and Tarn's like, I got this. And he just starts stabbing them. Well, the sword lights up like it's giving him a hint. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But he's like, okay, okay let's see. So he just stabs him a bunch. And, like, all the wine pours out, and it makes everything wet. And so it trips up a bunch of people as they're chasing them. They make it out of the courtyard, and they get to, like, the drawbridge mm-hmm. gate, but obviously it's closed. And they're surrounded, and they're all yelling at him, and they keep calling Tarin Pig Boy. I know, no one bothered to stop and ask his name. I guess no. they assume they probably couldn't spell it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, instead of attacking him, is just, like, throwing their weapons at him. Yeah. Which is goofy. I know, but he kind of freezes up, because he's like, oh shit, this is too much. You know, before it was, yeah. like, one-on-one, this is a lot. And Alonwi is like, do something. And he's like, she's like, use the sword. He's like, right, yes, sword. sword. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So he big swing and cuts the chain holding up the drawbridge and it falls and they escape along with Fluter, who is like chasing after them. They were not going to stop for him at all. They did not give a shit if he made it out. out. He just, yeah, he just so happened to be running out at the same time. So lucky him. Yes. And he has a hole in his pants. He does. Yeah, he got bit in the butt <laughs> by a dog. So right? then, yes. Yeah. Creeper is very upset. He does not want to tell the Horned King yeah, that he let like, them get away. Kind of dragging ass going up the stairs and he's like, I'll tell him that it was the pig boy's fault and I'll tell him that this happened. I will not be kicked around for this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, quit your job because you're definitely going to be kicked around for this. Absolutely. Also, I don't care about this character. No. I don't know why they spend so much time on him. I don't know if you're supposed to feel sorry for him. I guess. But they really do try to, like... I know. ...develop him. And I'm like, I don't I'll care. give a shit. It, yeah, it's like... It feels like he's, like, fidget 
from yes. the great mouse detective yeah but i like fidget because yeah. Fidget is at least like silly or mm-hmm. he has like a silly voice and he's like you know interesting and he's candy candido right <laughs> he's interesting to watch but this guy i don't give a shit no i know i just yeah i don't care about him but so he goes to tell the king that Tarn escaped mm-hmm. and he starts choking himself He's yeah, like, he's like, hang on, hang on, I got it. How's how's this? Yeah. Is this enough? Yeah. But the king is like, it's fine that he got away, because now he will lead us to the pig. Yeah. And then we can just get them both at the same time, two for one. Yeah. Get two birds stoned at once. <laughs> yeah. So he says, send the Gwithaints after them. I do not know how to pronounce it. Like, I tried to listen. Yeah. Is that how you say it? I think it's, that's what I'm going off okay. of, based on what's written here. G-W-Y-T-H-A-I-N-T-S, Gwithaints. Yeah. They are not Gwyneth Paltrow. No. <laughs> they ain't Gwyneth. <laughs> Gwynthaints. 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 You got your, your Gwythwiths and your Gwynthaints. Your, your Gwythams. There you go. Your Gwithams and your Gwithaints. <laughs> your your Gwithwits and your Gwithouts. <laughs> God. It's a movie. But that's what that's what those like weird dragon things are called. Yeah. And uh yeah, we get some scary shots of them flying around. Mm-hmm. The Gwith Exactly. So flood or flam is singing mm-hmm. and he is not good at it no he has new strings on his lute though yeah it's all tuned up yeah i think they must have a guitar center in that forest yeah probably yeah got, they got it. he stopped he made a quick stop he's like a do they have like a rewards program i feel like he <laughs> yeah he's a, gets a lot flyer. of points yeah he's in there all the time they're like oh fluter what's up man you break some strings again and he's yeah. like yeah i can't help myself quit telling i just lies. lie all the time i do like that little thing like that's one of the things that i think is cute yeah like that all three of them have a little magical item yeah but i wish they would have explained them more alanui's little magic bauble just disappears mm-hmm. and they don't bring it up again nope but it's chasing ra- it changes color at one point yeah we don't get an explanation for that we don't get an explanation for what it is why she has it yeah what it does I mean, we don't get an explanation for anybody else's anything either. Like, why is Henry the way that she is? I wish that we did. Why does this loot know the truth? Also, do you think they picked him up because they're like, maybe we can use this to find the Black Cauldron? And then they just stand in front of them and they're like, is the Black Cauldron over here? Boing! (laughs) Does the loot know where it is? Boing! The loot's just like, I don't know, I'm an instrument... I, don't know. I know that Fluter hasn't played Madison Square Garden. I've not seen the Black Cauldron. I don't know. You can't. I can't. I'm not all knowing. I you just would only know if Fluter knew. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? We we'll never find out. But Princess Olanwi is fixing his pants badly. Yeah. yeah. She can't sew for shit. She sews a patch on and she holds the pants up and it just immediately falls back off. I know. Whatever. But they're talking about how they escaped. Mm-hmm. And Fluter's like, I wasn't afraid. And the loot starts snapping strings again. Yeah. And he's like, you shut up. <laughs> you shut up, loot. <laughs> no, I'm talking to a loot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing to a rug. I'm losing to a rug. So, yeah, they're all talking about the escape and blah, blah, blah. And Tarn is defending his bravery. But the princess is like, well, it was your sword. It wasn't really you. Yeah. 
And then Tarn says, what do girls know about swords? Yeah. And Alonwi gets righteously mad. Yeah, she, she says, should. Yeah. Girl, girl, this girl saved you from the dungeon. And she's like yelling at him for a bit. And she says, you're so boring. She's I'm right. Like, it's true. Yeah. And then Tarn calls her a silly girl. Yeah. And they go their separate ways yeah, because everyone's an idiot. Stomp off. And Fluter's like, hey, now is not the time to be, hello, excuse me. Where are my pants? He d- Yeah. He's. They got his pants in his hand, but he's not putting them on because he's trying to corral these children. He clearly has no experience with kids. He's just wandering around the forest, holding his pants in his hand, looking for children. This is terrible. <laughs> it's a problematic scene. <laughs> but immediately, Tarn finds the princess crying by a tree. Mm-hmm. She apologizes to him, which is just like... Yeah. What? She kind of does. She's like, you know, Fluter is right. We need to stick together and we need to figure this out. Yeah. And yeah, sorry... For saying that about you. And Tarn, to his credit, says, you know, thank you for helping us get out of the castle. Yeah. So they're they're both, like, doing okay. And then we hear Fluter, like, freaking out. Mm-hmm. He's just like, get off of me, you foul beast! You know, like, unhand- Oh my god! And yeah. they're like, oh shit, Fluter, we gotta go save him. And we run up and we see that Gurgi is there and has taken his hat. And he looks very cute in it. It's true. Like, he's wearing Fluter's hat. And I'm like, he should, he should get to keep that. It's very Aww. adorable. Fluter's like, fine, keep it, just get off of me. Yes. And but, so Tarin stops Gurgi from, you know, bothering Fluter. Right, because he's trying to take more of his shit. Yes. And Gurgi calls him the master for whatever reason. What is this, the brave little toaster? Are you a yeah, fucking appliance? Again, yeah. And Gurgi says, he's like, the old man fell down. And Gurgi <laughs> was trying to help him up. And he's like yeah. brushing him off. And he's like, here's your hat. It's too big for me anyway. Here you go, yeah. you know. And then the princess approaches Gurgi because she's like, oh, it's this little creature. And he's yeah. like trying to fix his hair because mm-hmm. she's a beautiful lady or whatever. Right. Like, wh- whatever. Yeah. But he remembers that he saw pig tracks today. Yeah. So they go looking for them. Yeah. Together. There's this, this is the point where I was like, everyone flops their hair around. This whole movie. Yeah, there's a lot of hair flopping. Because Gurgi has like, a, he's got like a mop top going on. Yeah. Taran kind of does too. Alanwi has like princess peach style like sideburn mm-hmm. yeah. things and bangs. She's supposed to be modeled after Princess Aurora. Okay, yeah, she kind of looks like her too. Yeah. yeah, just that same like I don't know what you're a hairdresser. What do you call that? Just when you have like chunks in front of your ears that are like yeah, long. just like face framing shit. Yeah, this is a technical term. But they're all flop, flop, flop. Every yeah. time they turn their head, they're just flopping their hair around. But they get to a pool mm-hmm. and gurgi like hops on a rock yeah in it and it starts a whole whirlpool yep and so Taran is like oh shit gurgi let me help you and then he falls in and alanwi's like Taran, oh no and she falls in and then fluter goes to help them and he falls at like useless all of them are useless yeah the movie up to this point has been a wild ride sure but this i was just like did i take the wrong medication today <laughs> What the fuck? So they all get sucked underwater. Mm-hmm. It's like a big purple whirlpool. Yeah. Like it was a like a blue like pond. And yes. then all of a sudden it's like dark and purple and scary looking and they get sucked underwater. And there are a bunch of Keebler elves under there. Yeah. Because they end up like in a cave underground. Yeah. Not wet. And they're, these elves are like flying a little bit and they're uh-huh. kids, I guess. Uh-huh. And they think that the whirlpool broke. Yeah, they're laughing about it. They're like, oh, Dolly's whirlpool's broken again. Yeah. And they're like, we should go tell him. But then they're like, no, we're not supposed to be here. No, we should go tell the king. So if we, yeah, if yeah. we tell someone what we saw, they'll know that we were somewhere that we're not supposed to be. And they're all like, oh, you're right. We don't want to get in trouble. And they yeah. just like, zoop, out of existence. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the king's name is Idaleg. 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 Yep. So further down in um, wherever we are, yeah, there's sure. some adult fairies working on building something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to be going well. It's like the scaffolding that's like just wobbling everywhere. Yeah, it's like a scaffolding made of sticks. Because these fairies are very small. Like yes. a couple inches tall. Yeah. Made of sticks, holding up some leaves, some water is involved. I have no idea what they're trying to do. Yes. One of them reminds me of Krista's dad from Ferngully. Yes. My immediate thought was the Sultan from Aladdin, but those two reminded me of each other right. also as well. So yeah, just that very like rotund, beardy, like nice like voice, you know, where he's yeah. just like, oh, I see you fixed this, you know, uh-huh. just like, but kind of fussy. Yeah. But cute. Fussy is a good word. Mm-hmm. But the humans have woken up and they greet the fairies. We find out that the one that reminds us of the king and the sultan is the king of the fairies. Yep. And, oh, and then the other one, whose name is Dolly, mm-hmm. is like, why is everything always my fault? Yeah, I guess he's... it's my fault the pig is here, too. Yeah. I do like that King Idolig is very, like, diplomatic mm-hmm. to Taran and Co. Yeah. Like, he sees them and he's like, oh, hello, can I help you? What can I do for you? Yeah. And then he's like, Dolly, why the fuck are they down here? I thought you were supposed to, how people are not supposed to be able to get down here. And yeah. then he's like, one moment, we'll be right with you. He's just uh-huh. like, kind of switch, you know, he's not like, oh shit, get out of here. He's just, he's very kingly and he's very like, hello. But yeah, right. so of course, yeah, Dolly says, I guess it's my fault that the pig is here too. So we know that Henwin is somehow also with them in these caves. Yeah. The fairy wings, the way they're animated, mm-hmm. looks like static, and that is very cool. Yeah. I like these fairies. I think yeah. they're cute. They glow a little bit. I also, <laughs> I just appreciate any aesthetic. It was super big in the 90s, but here too, where everyone wears the same color from head to toe. Yes. Like, Dolly is all in yellow. Yes. Just varying shades. I don't I don't know why. I like that. It's yeah. just nice to look. Scary the Power Rangers. Yes. <laughs> so the king sends Dolly to get the pig. Mm-hmm. And all of the fairies are greeting the humans and Gurgi. Yeah. Gurgi's trying to catch one, but he can't. Yeah. <laughs> because they're too fast for him. Yeah. But then here comes Henwin. Yes. And they're so happy to see each other. Yeah, it's so cute. Because she just like runs up to Tarn and jumps in his arms and they're hugging. And yeah. it's adorable. I love it. Yes. And so the king asks them if the burning and killing is still going on up top. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, the Horned King is still looking for the cauldron. Mm-hmm. And if he does, we're all dead meat. Yeah. And the Fairy King's like, well, he won't find it. It's in Morva. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, Morva? And he's like, I mean, I think. Maybe. Mm. I think it's there. Dolly would know. And Dolly's just yelling from... Because he left. Yeah. He's like, I won't be here anymore. This is bullshit. Yeah. And he just, from wherever he is, we hear him yelling like, oh, oh, do I know? Yeah, Dolly knows. Dolly knows everything. Like, he's just so <laughs> mad. Oh, I gotta fix a whirlpool. I gotta know where the black cauldron is. Right. It's my fault the pig is here. Everything is my job. But Taran's like, you know, if we can go find it yeah. and destroy it mm-hmm. before the Horned King could get to it, we could save the world and stop yes. the king. And so he turns to Olanwi and to Fluter and he's like, please, will you guys come with me and help me do this thing? And the king is like, yes, you should absolutely go do that. Dolly will go with you. And he's like, well, yeah. Yeah, now I gotta do this bullshit. <laughs> I'm the only other adult, I guess. Yeah. In fairyland. Don't have shit else to do. Right. But he goes. Yes. And they leave Hinwin with them. Yeah, because they, like, cover them in, like, fairy dust, and they start, like, lifting up towards, yeah. back towards the earth. And Taran's like, oh shit, what about Henwin? And the king's like, don't worry, we'll we'll get her home safe. It's like, how do you know where she lives? 
Is right. she supposed to go home? Is it safe to be at home? Right. Is she supposed to go back to where Dalbin is? Or is she supposed to go to the Forbidden Forest yeah. cabin? Or... As far as we know, Dalbin was also making his way to the cabin at the edge of the Forbidden Forest. Right. To meet Tarin and Henwin. Uh-huh. There might be nobody at their house. It also just feels like a plot device of being like, well, don't have to worry about that now. Even though that was the thing that we started out worrying about. Yeah. And that's... Taran's whole identity is everyone keeps calling him Pig Boy, and I'm like, the pig has left. Who are you now? Who, yeah. Who are you without your pig? I ask myself that every morning. <laughs> I also, it doesn't come up later, but in this moment, I was like, I feel like it's a bad idea to keep shouting the name of the place where the Black Cauldron is in front of this oracular pig. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she probably already knew. Maybe. I mean, she ha- she just had, like, glimpses of, like, of of it but yeah. now she has a word in her True. brain that someone could get to maybe and so i was just like that's shut the fuck up dude <laughs> keep like, your secrets from the pig right? <laughs> don't tell her anything you don't want him to know they're all just like oh morva it's in morva yeah How do we get to morva dolly could you fly us to morva that would be great more that's m-o-r-v-a <laughs> got it okay fuck anyway they make it to morva yes and they it do sucks it is dreary as hell Mm-hmm. So they're all together. It's Tarin, Princess Alanui, Gurgi, Dolly, and F- Fluter. Yes. As they're walking, mm-hmm. Fluter just falls in a hole. Yep. And Whoop! they go down to where he is and they find a house with weird markings on the door. Yeah. Dolly looks concerned yeah. about this. I mean, it, it looks foreboding, but he especially looks like, oh no, you know, like this mm-hmm. is bad. They're kind of looking in, they're looking in the windows, doesn't look like anybody's home. Like, maybe we should go in here and check it out. So they do. Yes. Yeah, they just go in the door. Yep. And there are eyes everywhere. Yes. As they're looking around, they're like all in the shadows and they don't notice them. Yeah. And then suddenly there's just a bunch of frogs. Yeah. That just all jump out at them and then like run out the door. Yeah. And somehow they realize that these frogs used to be people. I don't know how they came to that conclusion. No. One of them was just like, oh, that used to be a person. Yeah. Maybe one of them was wearing glasses. (laughs) I have no idea. <laughs> I'm a frog. He's a frog. She's a frog. We're, We're all frogs. frogs. Hey. Yeah. And then Gurgi says he found the cauldron, but they go into this room and it's just all cauldrons. It's just the cauldron room. And then some witches appear. Uh-huh. And discuss eating them. Yeah. Because you know what? Why not? Sure. Why not have more characters? Throw some more shit in there. Yeah. We haven't had enough. Yeah, we, like, hear them from the other room, and they're, like, freaking out. They're just like, thieves! Someone has robbed us of all of our frogs! <laughs> like, freaking out about it. Yes. And then they see them, and they're yelling. And they're like, well, we'll turn you into frog. You know, it's just like, what? What? What now? I, yeah. Basically, that's just the vibe of this whole movie. It's just like, what now? Yeah, it feels very, like, everything else out of left fucking field. Yeah. But so... There's three of the, of course, you know, you get, like, a tall one that's in charge, you have, like, a little skinny one, and then, like, a big fat one. Right. And the tall one moves around, like, Madame Medusa, she kind of reminds yeah. me of that. She's not, like, pretty, yeah. but she has the same, like, her arm, when, like, uh, at some point she grabs her face and she's like, I must have it! She looks exactly yes. like, when Medusa's like, bring me that diamond! Yes, absolutely. But the, they try to leave, Tarn and co. try to leave, and the, like, chubby witch just like immediately has a crush on fluter and it is mm. very reminiscent of the squirrel scene yes from sword in the stone sword in the stone where she's like mad dumb yes she's like get off of me but she gets 
super frisky with him. Like, she is hugging on him and touching him. Yeah, it is too much. And, yeah, talking about, like, how hunky he is or Mm -hmm. whatever. But then the skinny witch is, like, mad about this, so she turns Fluter into a toad and then throws him into a pot of boiling water. Yeah. But then the big one turns him back into himself and asks him to get married. Uh Uh-huh. And then... He gets turned into a frog again and climbs into her cleavage and is just hanging out in her boobs and is bouncing around on him like a fucking trampoline. Yeah, he keeps trying to like crawl out and her and then like bounces on her boob back into her cleavage. He's like trapped there and she's like, where did you go? (sighs) Yeah. For kids. For kids. And then he becomes a person again, Mm -hmm. but he was already about to eat a fly, so he eats the fly. Yep. As a human hilarious yeah it's really uh funny so tarn finally asks about the black cauldron and one of the witches is like oh you want a black cauldron well i got uh this instead yeah you want a skillet you want a frying pan do you want a blender would you like this kitchenaid mixer yeah anything but that Mm -hmm. and the magic sword with no prompting just starts breaking all of this stuff yeah like tarn isn't even holding it it's just like flying around on its own yeah and then the ugly witch <sighs> is like, I have to have that sword. Mm-hmm. So she says, I will give you the cauldron for the sword. Or I'll tell you where the cauldron is. Yes. If you give me the sword. But Tarn's like, no. Nope. No, I'm going to keep this actually because it makes me a mighty warrior. But Fluter offers up his harp. Yes. So like, ladies, this harp is super magical and great. May- maybe you could have this. And Gurgi offers his munchings and crunchings. Which, which is, is just the apple core. Yeah. At this point. But... One itch. The one witch eats it. And he's just like, oh. It's so sad. <laughs> you know, he's not a great character. But he is cute. He's something. Cute is too strong of a word for me, but. Yeah. I but know that's what he's supposed to be. He could be. He has potential to be cute. Yeah, I guess. Maybe that's it. But Tarn realizes, you know, they're not gonna... This is bigger than he is. Yeah. And he's gonna have to give up the sword if he wants the cauldron. Right. At this point, I was like, Tarn's animation looks really weird. In this moment, he looks like he's underwater. Yeah. It's very... It, like, stretches out really weird. It's not... It hasn't been this way through the whole thing. Yeah. But right now, especially, yeah. Like, he his looks, hands are too big. Yeah. And he moves kind of like Zach from Ferngully, which is funny. Yeah. Just, like, his movements yeah. for this part. Also, did you notice that Flirter, Fluter was animated differently than everyone else? Yeah. I couldn't find anything about that. Sketchier. Maybe it's just because he's old. They're his like, outline is just, like, yeah. not defined as much as everyone else. It's weird. Yeah, this whole movie just looks cobbled together. Which even on Disney Plus, where I watched it, and mm-hmm. I assume you did too, mm-hmm. like, you could tell it had been, like, remastered. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, but you, there's only so much you could do. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. It was just very strange. Yeah. But anyway, Alonwi is like, don't make this deal with him, Tarin. Yeah. But he does. Yeah. And the witches take the sword and just disappear. Yep. Poof. And the house starts to completely fall apart. And then- And go blowing away. Yeah. Like, into this, like, tornado. Like, in The Sword in the Stone, but not cool. Right. And then- yeah, everything gets sucked up into this giant tornado, and it leaves. And right. then the ground starts to shake, and the earth opens up, and boop! There's the black cauldron. Yep, there it is. Very uh foreboding. And then we hear the witches cackling, and we see this giant cloud, and they're, like, in it. But, yeah. like, as visions? Right. They're not, like, like, hanging out on it the way that, like, the gods and Hercules are. They're, like, kind of as transparent, they're, but they're, like, hanging out in Mufasa-ing. it. Mufasa-ing. Yeah. Yeah. But they're talking to each other, uh-huh. kind of, and they're, like... 
don't those silly bastards know that the black cauldron cannot be destroyed mm-hmm. and then sotaran's like what the fuck you know yeah. like what do you mean it can't be destroyed and they're like we just said you could have it we didn't say that you could use it or do anything with it or yeah. to it that was your fault for not reading the contract <laughs> again um, yeah this comes up right <laughs> all the time they're like well i mean you can stop the evil right and so they're like well how and she says a living being must climb into it of its own free will. Yes. And Gurgi's like, I'm a living being. I'm very brave. I can do this. And he starts running towards the cauldron so he yeah. can climb in. Then she says, but whoever goes in there will never come out alive. Yep. And Gurgi's like, Rrr! hold up. I yeah. do enjoy being alive. Right. Crunchings and munchings. <laughs> <laughs> so the witches disappear. Everybody in the party is just kind of like sitting around. They've somehow made a fire in the ground yeah it's not like a campfire it's like in the ground it's very strange i think it's just animated weird yeah but yeah they're all just sitting around it looking sad yeah well except dolly he looks mad that's just his face yeah that's his normal face and also his demeanor and then (laughs) he just calls them blundering idiots yeah and says it never works out with people Mm -hmm. and he just flies off yeah and disappears there he goes Bye. Thanks okay. for contributing literally nothing. I guess he got them to Morva. I guess. That just feels, again, like like they're trying to compress five books into one. You know? Yeah. Into one movie. Of just mm-hmm. being like, poof. Okay, poof. Okay, poof. Yeah. We included this beloved character from the books. Yeah. Or whatever. Taran is feeling sorry for himself some more. And Princess Alonwi is like, but I believe in you. I think you're great. They have like a moment where they're standing up and they're holding hands and they're looking at each other. And I'm like, no, 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 why? No. She's like, I believe in you. And he's like, well, I think that you are. I mean, what I'm trying to say is. And then Gurgi kisses Fluter Mm -hmm. and everyone giggles. Yeah. Tarn's like, anyway, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that I think you're all great and I appreciate your help so far and I appreciate you coming with me, but I guess it's up to me to fix all of this shit mm-hmm. and then the dragons show up yeah and also all the bad guys yeah like hey pig boy and whoever the rest of you are right because you don't matter pig boy loot guy bobbled lady <laughs> anyway yeah they surround them but gurgi got away he's like watching from afar yeah he and looks sad very sad so we're back at the castle yeah they took them all the way back i guess why they have the cauldron. Yeah, they don't need them anymore. All you're doing is th- introducing liabilities. Right, yeah. Anyway, the humans are all tied up. Mm. The cauldron is there. Kinghorn, very stoked. He's just like, oh, you guys are gonna love this. <laughs> you gotta check this out. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows them. He's like, let me just show you what's gonna happen. Mm. And he picks up one of the skeletons. And he says, cauldron born. And then there's like this close up of his face, which is very scary. We get blood pouring out of the cauldron. A giant skull appears in like red lightning and electricity. Yeah. And then it like melts. And then there's this green mist floating around through the castle all over these corpses. And it brings them back to life. And they get up and they start moving around. There's a deleted scene from this part where the the green mist like melts a living guy Ugh. like in like he looks like he's in acid yeah and they had to take it out oh that didn't make the fucking cut nope great i'm glad we have a standard 
one. Just the one. Single. He's like, okay, I draw the line at melting faces off. (laughs) (laughs) We get, like, a quick shot of Gurgi, like, creeping through the castle. Mm -hmm. And And then we go back. The dead army is coming back to life and just killing the living army. Yeah. Which I guess they'll just get cycled through as cauldron born? I guess. Well, they all take off. Like... They they chop down a few dudes. Yeah, and they run away. And the rest of the guys are like, fuck this. And they, you know, I'm not getting paid enough for this. Also, I don't think, I don't think it's possible to overstate no. how fucking terrifying this would be Yes, to a child. I know. This is very hard to describe. Yeah. And I don't know if this clip exists somewhere on YouTube. We can try and hunt it down. But yeah. I go look at it. Because I just, I would like for you guys to know, like... It, it is hard to accurately portray how scary this is. Yeah, so the, the army of skeletons is coming back to life. Mm-hmm. And the way they're animated, they're almost like ethereal, like, double exposure. Yeah. Like, there's an echo of them. Yeah. With them. Like, yeah. it, it does remind me of Lord of the Rings again, that army that they find in the mountain. Uh-huh. I don't remember what they're called, but... I don't either. It's kind of like that. And then there's, like, this green mist everywhere, and everyone is dying, like, mm-hmm. horribly. Mm-hmm. And the Horned King is commanding them to go out and destroy everything in their path. Yep. And there's, like, just a multitude of them, like, storming out of the castle into the world, and it's just like... Yeah! Ah! And they're made of bones, and, like, bits of flesh hanging off of Ugh. them, and they're holding giant weapons and, like, wearing armor. It's terrifying. It really is. And Princess Alonwe, you know, they did watch all this happen, and she's like, well, I guess we're gonna die soon. Yeah. And Tarn's like, well, I hadn't planned on it to end like this. And yep. Fluter's just like, well, I wish I had stayed a toad. Yeah, this is the time for jokes. I mean, I would be joking, too. Well, sure. That's fair. And the Horned King has a boner about it, because he's like, I'm only <laughs> moments away from victory. He's a ghost boner. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Hey, yeah. Hey, <laughs> but he's like this is my greatest triumph mm-hmm. he says as he looks over the kingdom he's like up in a high point of the castle yeah, looking down balcony. yeah but as we saw before for a bit gurgi is there yeah he's avoiding the green mist which i guess when we don't get the face melting scene we don't know that what it can do yeah deadly but i mean still probably not a good idea to dip your toe in it so yeah. anyways if he's i saw a green it. mist i would avoid it i think so yeah, yeah. He's creeping around, avoiding any soldiers that he comes across, and Tarin hears him, because he says something. Yeah. I don't remember what. But Tarin hears him, and he's like, Gurgi, is that you? We're in here. And so Gurgi sees them and comes through the window, and he goes and unties them. He's like, oh, I can help. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that I keep running away anytime anything bad happens. Yeah. Anytime there's trouble, I know I hit the bricks, but I'm here now, and I can untie everybody, and that's helpful, right? Yeah. And Tarin's like, yes, stop talking and do the thing. But he's, he's like, nice to him now, you know? Right, right. But so Tarn's like, all right, I go, well, I I gotta go jump in this cauldron. Nothing I can do. Right, uh, yeah. Bye, guys. It's been real. And so he, like, climbs up onto this ledge that is conveniently placed above the cauldron. Yeah, it's very dark crystal. Yeah. The ledge o- that was over the crystal that Jen had to, like, jump off of. Yeah. There's like, a ledge over the cauldron perfectly. It seems like, especially because it has, like, a break in the middle, right? Yeah. Perfectly over the cauldron. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, help. they should have put in, like, an Olympic diving board over it and said some <laughs> more fun. Boing. Do a flip. <laughs> so he's crawling towards it and Gurgi, like, realizes what he's about to do. Yeah. And, you know, runs up there. Gurgi's like, no, absolutely, I can't let you do that. He runs up there, he jumps in front of him and stops him, and he's 
you know, Tarn's like, I have to do this. Or Gurgi's like, no, 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 no. You are my only friend. Gurgi has no friends. But you have a lot of friends. So I can do it, basically. He doesn't say it, but he's just like, Gurgi has so... no friends. And then he fucking jumps. He commits suicide. Because he cauldron. doesn't have any friends. He commits suicide because he doesn't no. have any friends. No. He sacrifices himself for the world because he's like, I don't have any friends, so no one will miss me. That's what I'm saying. It's a sacrifice. No, it's a terrible message to send to children. Oh, 100%. If you feel like you don't have any friends, then you don't matter. You may as well kill yourself. For the good of the world. Yeah, because you're just taking up space, I guess. important addenda. If it will save the rest of- not for nothing. Well, maybe a just child- Just if it will stop the Black Cauldron from being full of evil and death and shit. <sighs> not just kill yourself because you have no friends. <laughs> That's how it comes across. But Gurgi is, he's making the sacrifice because he's like, Taran, Taran, people will miss you. Uh-huh. Then, sad addendum, no one will miss Gurgi. <laughs> anyway, it works. Yeah, and this column of fire gets sucked into the cauldron. Yep. And the green fog begins to get sucked back in. And then the dead army starts dying. Yeah, I they, thought like, they were deathless warriors. What's fading away. What's up with that? Yeah, they just start collapsing back into piles of bones. And Tarin is, like, watching. He's like, maybe Gurgi's okay. We can run up to it. Yeah. But then it starts to suck him in with the green mist. And right. he's like, oh, shit. And he grabs onto, like, a big old ring mm-hmm. bolted to the wall. He's, like, hanging on for dear life. The Horned King is pissed, obviously. Because he's right. like, what is happening? And Creeper's like, oh, maybe may it just needs another body. Like, you just have to throw a body into it. Yeah. And uh, the Horned King's like, great. I know just the guy. <laughs> yeah, I got a guy right here. So Creeper's like, no, not me. God damn it. <laughs> but so they're heading towards the cauldron and he sees Tarin. And yes. he's like, oh, I'll throw him in instead. Just kind of tosses Creeper off to one side. And he goes to grab Tarin. He grabs him by his face. Yes. Like over his mouth. Uh-huh. And Tarin is like struggling and kicking at him and like still being brave, which is tight. But I'm just like, he could have grabbed him anywhere. Scruff of the neck. Leg. Left shoe. Yeah. He grabs him by the mouth. Yeah. He's going to throw him in, but then it sucks the Horned King in instead. Yep. And the way that he gets sucked in is so brutal. You're afraid of getting sucked in. I know. I was like, I was going to do it. And then I was like, I don't even want to make that joke in this moment because it's so terrible. But I'm glad that you did because a little levity. The way that he gets sucked in is so brutal. Yes. He gets pulled apart and there are flames and flashing lights and sounds of agony. Yeah, it tears all of the flesh off of his bones. Yeah. And then sucks his bones in. Ugh. And he's screaming the whole time. And then we see Creeper up in the raptors, and he's like, oh no, the master, he's gone. What a terrible thing. Oh wait, he's gone. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. And then he starts doing a little dance, and then he runs off. But the cauldron is pissed. Yeah. And it starts destroying the castle. I don't understand how this works. Because they put an evil guy in to do evil stuff, and then a good guy went in, so it stopped doing evil stuff, and then an evil guy went in and it destroyed it? Well, he was just so too evil? evil. Yeah. Too much too much evil. Whoa, shit. <laughs> I mean it's the embodiment of like a too spicy of the evil king. So you'd think he would be like, bro, and they would high five in there and then they would right. like, take over the world together or yeah. something. I don't know. or maybe like Gurgi had already the damage was already done and it was going to explode no matter what. And it was just taking whoever yeah. was close by. I don't know. Or something. I don't know. None of it makes any sense. 
But the castle's falling apart. Yeah. There's a great earth shake. Yeah. Fluter almost gets separated from the kids, but he jumps at the last second and only gets his butt caught on fire. Uh, yeah. He's had a lot of butt damage <laughs> during this movie. That's true. You take two butt damage. <laughs> <laughs> they make it down to the basement and find a boat. Yeah, they get in it. They're like, Fluter, push us off. He does. They make it one foot down the stream. And Fluter's like, oh, no, trouble, because they realize there's a gate blocking their path. And I'm like, you could see that yeah. before you got in the boat. But anyway, Taran jumps out, and he's like, I'll see if I can unlock it. And he does. Mm-hmm. Like He gets back in the boat, and they make it out just in time to watch the last bit of the castle implode from a safe distance. Everybody made it out. Yeah. Except for Princess Alonwi's bobble that we lost along the way somewhere. Who the fuck knows? Or cares? Creeper flies over. On a gochujang sauce. <laughs> I guess that many. Yes. <laughs> the, on a garden. <laughs> and then the earth just like burps the cauldron back up. Yep. And the witches have appeared in the sky again. Yep. Because they have business with the hero. Yeah, I'm making an appointment. Right. And Tarn's like, I'm not the hero. Gurgi was the hero. Mm-hmm. But they don't really care. They're just like, all right, if y'all are done with this, we're just going to take it back from you. Yeah, which was their plan all along when they, like, yeah. earlier they were like, oh, we'll make a deal with them, and then we'll take both the sword and the cauldron. Right. But so they're like, well, we'll just be taking this, and mm-hmm. Fluter's like, hang on just a second, bitch. We don't just let people have, the- he, like, uses their own words back at them. He's like, right. we don't just give things away, we bargain, we trade. And the chunky witch is like, oh, I love a forceful man. What the fuck, Disney? What the fuck so they're like all right you know he's like okay what's your offer let's hear it and then she doesn't want to she's like real reluctant about it yeah. but then the chunky witch is like here i'll do it fuck you if you're not gonna do it i'll do it so she gives Taran his sword back right she's like here we'll take trade backsies we'll give you the sword we'll take the cauldron call it even whatever mm-hmm. and they're like it's a magnificent sword for a warrior and right he's like i'm not a warrior i'm a pig caretaker okay, great, you found your place in the world? I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But he says, I would give you this sword and the Black Cauldron in exchange for Gurgi. Yeah. They're like, we can't fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> He's and- dead. Yeah. We're not gods, we're just witches. But Fluter's like, I knew y'all didn't have any real power. Yeah, and that gets them. Yeah, they're like, oh, no real power? Huh? Oh, 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 oh I'm a chicken? Oh, oh, oh. oh just watch this, okay. And then they do some creepy tornado shit. Uh-huh. And Gurgi comes back to life. Yeah, they just kind of dump his body on the ground. So they're like, here's yeah. your friend. Whatever. Peace. Yep. And he's just lying there. Uh-huh. Tarn picks him up. Mm-hmm. And he looks dead. Yeah, he's boneless. He's just like... Yeah, and for a minute... Very limp. You know, I was like, damn, those witches are cold. They were like, yeah, you can have him back, but he's just gonna be dead. There you go. They yeah, we told you body. we gotta bring him back. Yeah. What, what do you want? I can't bring people back from the dead. <laughs> it's not a pretty picture. Everyone's crying. Yeah. But then Gurgi starts looking around. And yeah. he's like reaching in Tarn's shirt. Mm-hmm. Looking for some munchings and crunchings. Munchings and crunchings gotta be in here somewhere. I wish I could do that voice so much, but I Mm-mm. cannot. Alas. But he's alive and everyone is happy. Yeah. And Tarn and the princess are hugging. And he uh-huh. pushes their face together. And they kiss. And then they Ugh. all head home. Great. And then we see... Dalbin, back at his house, I don't think he ever fucking left. I think he just didn't want to look at Tarn's whiny face for, like, one minute. He's like, I'm sick of listening to you talk about being a great warrior. Get out of my house. Take a stroll, Tarn. Yeah. And he didn't realize. 
<laughs> all the shit that was about to happen. But anyway, so we see that Dalbin and Dolly are at his house and Henwin is like doing her magic thing in yeah. the water. And so he sees all their silhouettes walking home and he says, you did well, my boy. And I'm like, why is Dolly there? I don't know. How do they know each other? Because, Why did he? Oh, because he took Henwin home? No, he no, didn't. No, because the, fa- he the was fairies, with them. yeah, did take Henwin home, but not Dolly, because Dolly was with them. Why is he there? I don't know. It's house calls. Just like, hey, Henwin, how you doing? I don't know, but that's the end. The end. What a stupid fucking movie. So stupid. It was it's... terrifying. There were too many characters. Everyone's names were entirely too weird. I don't give a shit. About Gurgi, mm-hmm. I know that I'm supposed to, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about Gurgi or mm-hmm. Creeper, and there was too much sex and suicide and death, and I. D- d- b- Disney deserved what it got. Yeah. Elanwe is useless. Yeah. She does nothing. Now, the one thing that she contributes is when she's like, use your sword, and he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. She gets <laughs> him out of the dungeon. Yeah. But then you could take her out mm-hmm. after that point. Would not change this movie whatsoever nope. also fluter is entirely useless up until the end when he's like hey witches yeah we we gotta make a bargain with you, you can't just take shit you know like we gotta trade it and they opens up that dialogue yeah. for Taran. but like up till that point useless yep. just kind of whines a lot doesn't really do anything doesn't even provide jokes he's not even like no you know commentary there's no point for any of them to be friends. They no. don't, like, learn anything about each other or get along better than they did at the beginning. They don't grow at all. Mm-mm. There's no reason for Taran and Alanwe to be in love. No. Because they fight once and then they Zero. go through some shit together, but not even that much. Mm-hmm. Like, none of it. And I don't want to be, like, the food was terrible and the portions were too small about it. <laughs> but, like, it's also too short. Yeah. It crams all of this information into a very short amount of time. It's like, what, an hour and 20 minutes? Yeah. And yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's 80 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's no backstory. I don't, we're not given enough information about any of these characters to care about any of them. Nope. We don't know why. Full stop. Like, yeah, it's we just, don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. know nothing. And I just don't care. So, on that note, replay or rewind? Uh, I'm going to watch it again right now. <laughs> No, that's, I mean, that's it for yeah. me. The two times in my life was enough. Definitely rewind. I did write as a child by blocking it out of my brain. Yes, and I'm sorry that we've brought it back. It's okay. That's what we do here. <laughs> it surprisingly has a 55% of Rotten Tomatoes. Why? Yeah, I don't that's know. That's a lot. Maybe it's just based on people's memory of it and nobody rewatched it. I feel like that happens with Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's not like anybody's like, okay, but did you just watch it? Yeah. You know? Maybe. I don't know. Did it make you cry? No. <laughs> okay. Of course not. So the budget was $44 million, and it was the most expensive animated film made up until that point, which was July 1985. I guess. But it only made $21 million at the box office. That's a lot. Yeah. Of money. But it was still a terrible loss. To make. I know, but I'm just saying $21 million is too much. Yes. It actually did better in France. <laughs> It was, like, in the okay. top five uh, highest grossing movies that year. It's just not... I don't know. Maybe they only had six movies come out <laughs> over there. Top five. Like, well, yeah, but compared so, to what? of the reception. Yeah. I wish I could understand Roger Ebert's opinions. Oh I God. do not understand. He gave the film three and a half stars. Okay. All right. We've talked about this so many times where... Roger Ebert gets hung up about how scary things are for kids. And then he's like, 
Ants, great. Black Cauldron, great. Three and a half fucking stars for these movies that show literal death and bodies being torn apart. What is his deal? Yeah, but Baby's Day Out is terrifying. Roger Ebert, (laughs) respectfully, what is your deal? Yeah. What the fuck? Can't wait to meet him in the afterlife and be like, bruh. Sit down, I got questions. So he said... It is a rip-roaring tale of swords and sorcery, evil and revenge, magic and pluck and luck, and it takes us on a journey through a kingdom of some of the more memorable characters in any recent Disney film. It's none of those things. He noted how involving the story was and felt the key to the movie is in the richness of the characterizations, and the two best characters, I think, are the Horned King and a fuzzy little creature named Gurgi. Were we watching the same movie? What? The richness of the Horned King, Mr. Ebert? What? What? What the literal shit? He's got, like, three lines. All he does is be scary. And, like, it's fucking scary. Yeah. Audience, have we mentioned that this movie is scary? It's scary. It was appropriate for October. Yeah, we did great there. But, like, I, I don't understand. This is nightmare fuel. Yes. For a child. Absolutely. And he's like, rip-roaring great time. Yes. (laughs) I hate it. And if that was it, I would just be like, okay, that's ridiculous. But Mm -hmm. that he is like, the character development is great. No, there's none. There's zero. Ridiculous plus. Non-existent. (laughs) Ridiculous plus. Charles Solomon of the Los Angeles Times said, if its script and direction were equal to the animation... Cauldron would be a masterpiece to rank with Snow White and Pinocchio instead of the frustrating, beautiful, exciting, and ultimately unsatisfying film that it is. Okay, that's more on board. Because, again, like, the Horned King, his aesthetic, dope. Yeah. If you are an adult. It is visually, yeah, interesting. Yeah. But it's not... Not for kids. No. And it's not deep enough for adults. No. So it's for no one. Jeffrey Katzenberg, then chairman of Walt Disney Studios, was dismayed by the product, and the animators believed that it lacked the humor, pathos, and the fantasy which had been so strong in Lloyd Alexander's work. Mm -hmm. The story had been a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and it was heartbreaking to see such a wonderful material wasted. Yeah, he's right. I mean, I've never read the book, but it's gotta be better than that. Of the film, Lloyd Alexander himself, who Uh wrote the books, Uh remarked, First, I have to say, there is no resemblance between the movie and the book. Mm -hmm. Having said that, the movie, in itself, purely as a movie, I found to be very enjoyable. Yeah, well, what do you know? Lloyd. What do you know about making movies, Lloyd? I don't know shit. So the books... Yeah, tell me about them. Like I said, there are five of them. Mm -hmm. They're called The Chronicles of Mm Prydain. They follow the protagonist, Taran, a youth living on a farm who dreams of being a great hero, but instead is made assistant pig keeper in the first book, is entrusted with protecting Henwyn. Uh Uh-huh. An oracular magic pig. Sure. Empowered with clairvoyance. Okay. So, so far, the same. Yeah, and while attempting to care for her, Taran stumbles into a series of adventures where he helps protect his country from different threats. Chief among them is the evil Erewhon. Okay. Uh, whose forces include an undead army known uh-huh. as the Cauldronborn. Uh-huh. Throughout the stories, his major companions are Princess Alanwi, Fluterflam, mm-hmm. the wild beast man. Gurgi, so he's a man? Okay. And the dwarf dolly. Okay. The heroes frequently work with the fair folk and the other warriors known as the Sons of Dawn, but Dioin, (laughs) 
<laughs> not D-A-W-N. It's funny either way, because I mean, it, I'm sure it's like, since it's kind of Welsh. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, but it's just like, I know a guy named Don. Right, yeah. These are his kids. Yeah. You remember Don. Son of a Don. <laughs> Um, along with various fights against the forces of evil, the novels focus on Taran's journey of maturity, growing from a hot-tempered, impulsive boy to a knowledgeable and insightful adult, which we did not get any no. of. Nope. He's not even hot-tempered at the beginning. No. He's just a little bit whiny, which is understandable for, like, a 16-year-old boy or 12 or however, you know, yeah, right in that range. Is. Like, he doesn't grow, but he's also not that bad in the beginning. He's, you know, he does his job and he just dreams of a better life, which who doesn't? So, like, yeah. he's not interesting. And it's not like he is, like, a scaredy cat at the beginning and then he's brave at the end. Yeah, he's brave from day one. Yeah. Like, he ju- he's the same. Right. The movie was based primarily on the first two novels and incorporated elements from the others. Yeah, that makes Too sense. Too many of them. I mean, it, it definitely, yeah, that's, it, it's like, pick. Just things that are relevant to the story. Right. Don't bring in... There's brought in way too much. Yeah. To try and remember. There and are, with these wild-ass names, it's just... In the five books, there are 30 major characters. Sure. That... Okay. Yeah. That's fine. But they're, like, cramming them all into this... Right. Very short movie. So, let's talk about the writing of the movie. Okay. Walt Disney got, like, the rights to Lloyd Alexander's series in 1971. Mm-hmm. Pre-production began in 1973. According to Ollie Johnston, it was he and Frank Thomas, uh-huh. the two men from the Iron Giant. Yep. Who are actual people, but I just always think of those characters now. Yeah, the train enthusiasts. Right. They were the ones that convinced the studio to produce the movie and felt that if they did it properly, it could be as good as Snow White. Yeah. Is Snow White good? I don't know. Well, it's the first <laughs> classic. <laughs> and the classic, yeah. Uh, veteran artist Mel Shaw created inspirational conceptual sketches, which future Disney president and CEO Ron Miller thought that these sketches were too advanced for the animators. Rude. So, therefore, in 1978, the studio pushed its release back to 1984 because Miller was like, my animators can't draw. Oh, no. Realistic human characters. <laughs> They've been doing mice up till this point. Right. This is, like, kind of rude. Yeah. So the first project animator took a comedic approach and the studio didn't like that. Mm-hmm. He drew the Horned King as like a chubby Viking type guy. Okay. Not like a terrifying skeleton man. Yeah. But they scrapped all that. So when production on the Fox and the Hound was finished, several feature animation directors like came over and started working on the Black Cauldron. So we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Art Stevens, Richard Rich, mm-hmm. Ted Berman, and... Mm-hmm. And Dave Mishner moved over, but Ron Miller thought that this was too many cooks in the kitchen, so he took Stevens off the project mm-hmm. and put Joe Hale on as producer. So, yes, so Stevens is the guy that we talked about before who had all the drama with Reiterman because Stevens was, like, the new school of animators and Reiterman was, like, the old school. Yeah, because that's when when they worked on Fox and the Hound together, right? Mm-hmm. And he came in and he's like, maybe it's a young man's game, Art, maybe I don't have it anymore. Right. And then he died in a plane crash. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> So Hale threw out a bunch of character artwork that was submitted by Tim Burton. Okay. Because this is while Tim Burton worked at Disney. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And along with the directors of The Fox and the Hound, Richard Rich and Ted Berman, they created a Sleeping Beauty style approach and brought Milk Call out of retirement, like mm-hmm. I said, to create the character designs for all the other principal characters. Yeah. The animators John Musker and Ron Clements 
also cited creative differences, and mm-hmm. they were removed from the project, and they started working on The Great Mouse Detective. Okay. So I know I've heard those names before, too. Yes. That's from doing that one. Okay. Yes. So, it's going to all get tied up. Mm-hmm. And remember how at the beginning we were like, I know that there was some drama, and yes. somebody left. Uh-huh. We're getting there. Great. The Black Cauldron is notable for being Disney's first animated feature film to incorporate computer-generated imagery in the animation for the bubbles, a boat, and the floating orb of light. Okay. And the cauldron itself. The Black Cauldron was released a year before The Great Mouse Detective, and both films were in production simultaneously, and the computer graphics for The Great Mouse Detective were done first. Mm -hmm. When Joel Hill heard about what was being done, he was like, all right, crew from this movie, come over onto my movie. Yeah. And help me with this. Yeah. Which, cool. But they used um, live action footage for some of the mist and steam, Ooh. just from like dry ice. Uh-huh. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I was thinking when I was watching it, I was like, oh, they must have added this part in mm-hmm. when they like remastered it. But I think it probably was just like the dry ice effect, which was pretty neat. Yeah. And that's what makes it look so weird. Yeah. On to the section of the notes that I have titled drama. Yes. <laughs> As we have previously discussed, on Don Bluth's 41st birthday, while he was still working at Disney, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be on vacation, he returned to Disney with his friends, and was like, we're leaving. Yes. To start their own production company. Mm-hmm. So, you were right. You were thinking of Don Bluth. Okay. Because the Fox and the Hound and the Black Cauldron were being done at the same time. Yeah. So that's why it kind of, like, is a confusing timeline. Yep. He was just like, it's boring, Not none of the, this all bullshit, we're out of here. Yes. So, as we discussed on The Fox and the Hound, the mass exodus mm-hmm. caused the the Fox and the Hound to be pushed back a whole year and then Black Cauldron to slow to a crawl. At the time that Bluth left, which was in 1979, they had been working on the Black Cauldron since 1974. And it doesn't come out until 1985. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. So, later in an interview with the LA Times, Bluth explained... We were just a group who loved animation and felt it had disintegrated into something quite inane. We wanted things to work there, but it's hard to reshape an old company. It's like trying to bend an old oak. Mm -hmm. And John Pomeroy added, if Walt had been alive, he would have walked out with us. We weren't doing anything there that he would have liked. Yeah. So, I mean, it it is this movie also, like this plus Fox and the Hound, which I don't really understand. I don't know if it was just like the animation style that Bluth didn't like. Yeah. Because Black Cauldron and Fox and the Hound are just so different. Right. I understand being annoyed at Fox and the Hound because it is very, like, tropey. Yeah. And we're not breaking any new ground with the storytelling. Right. But this, I mean, I guess they still don't kill a main character, which was, like, Bluth's thing, where he was like, get, we gotta off somebody. Yeah. But, like, this is, it feels edgy and scary. And, Mm. I mean, that's kind of his thing is, like, all these terrifying nightmare sequences and hell references. So, like... He's not into that? Seems wild. So Ron Clements and John Musker, who go on to direct The Little Mermaid and Moana. Yeah. Which we have talked about them before, because I was just like, what a fucking long career, Jesus. I know. But they fortified their friendship through their experience working on The Black Cauldron, because they so disagreed with where the story was headed, and they were essentially exiled. Wow. Yes. So... That was when they funneled all their attention into The Great Mouse Detective, which wound up being their directorial debut. Nice. And much better than this movie. Yes. So, this is also very interesting. 
One of the new animators brought onto the project was Andreas Deha, who would go on to become one of the star animators who worked on Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King. Nice. He worked next to Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. He remembered Tim Burton wearing giant headphones bopping along to punk music. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. And Tim Burton also left during the making of The Black Cauldron. And what made him leave was after a year of working on it, he said, I remember what really broke Tim in the end. What made him say, I gotta get the hell out of here. It was time to draw these, like, monster birds, which I think he's referring to the Gwyneth Paltrow's. Yeah, the Gilgamesh. Right. (laughs) And Deha said, I had done a lot of drawings of dragon-type things and bat-type things and all that, and then Burton had this idea of flying hands. So you had a hand, and he put an eyeball there and an eyeball there, like, in between the knuckles, and it had a Mm -hmm. bat tail. And most people in the studio thought, this is incredible. This is exactly what we need. Mm -hmm. But then management said, well, this seems like something in Yellow Submarine, and we're not doing Yellow Submarine, so we're not going to do this. (laughs) And so Tim just left. Yep. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. It feels so weird. Like, the Black Cauldron feels old. Yeah. And to think of Tim Burton as, like, working there. Yeah. Because when did Nightmare Before Christmas come out? Before this? That's a Disney movie, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100% it is. Yeah. So, like... I guess so. Or maybe he was like, I'm not animated anymore, I'm directing? I don't know. Like, Nightmare Before Christmas does not feel older than this movie. I don't think it is. Um, He left, like, within the first year? Yeah. Which would have been 75? Okay, so he came back later? Yeah, I think he just it? left working on this movie. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But to think that this movie came out in 85 and Edward Scissorhands came out in 90 is weird. Mm -hmm. These movies are only five years apart. Yeah. And I I mean, I guess because it started in the 70s and because you've got all these old dudes working on it. Yeah. These old school guys. Still a lot of influence from the. Because, yeah, it feels Sword in the Stone era, which was. Yes. 60s? Yes. Late 60s? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels very Sword in the Stone. Yeah. Yes. So a little bit of trivia. This is the first Disney animated film that does not have any songs. Can like, you it has music, but no songs. Imagine the songs that would be in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like putting songs in Labyrinth. I guess. If David Bowie wasn't in that, it would be like... Yeah. Why are there songs here? I know, I'm just like, what would they sound like? Like, I mean, the Brave Little Toaster has music. <laughs> That's true. That's true. God, that would be so scary. Like, there's no way that they would enhance this movie. That would be fucking no. terrifying. I'm really glad that there aren't songs in it. Anyway, yes? Yeah, yeah, there are no there are no musical numbers. Mm-hmm. Neither performed by the characters nor in the background. But the composer, Elmer Bernstein, had mm-hmm. just won an Academy Award for the movie Trading Places and Ghostbusters. Nice. He did the music for Ghostbusters. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. I do not, I cannot remember any of the music in this movie. Oh, no, me neither. Like, does not stick out in my brain. No. Whatsoever. Well, except for a lot of trumpets. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. He likes ska, I guess. This did not receive any video releases until 1998. That's insane. So it showed in theaters in 1985, Uh and then finally in 1998, they were like, I guess. So this movie has a lifespan. They got they bought the rights to these books in 73. Yeah. Put it out on video cassette in 1998. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> it's insane. It can drive by that point. Yeah. <laughs> like this movie it can shouldn't. drink. <laughs> Should not. 
It's been drinking. <laughs> it's been drinking. Should not drive. This is the first Disney animated movie to receive a PG rating, and it had to be edited twice to avoid being released with a PG-13 rating. It should still be PG-13. I think so, too. But they took out the scene of the man melting, so they're like, oh, okay, PG. God. But they had just introduced PG-13 a year before this came out, mm-hmm. so maybe they were still figuring it out. Yeah. Like, where the lines were. We don't quite know. <laughs> it's a cartoon man. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's Miss all of the... Gracious. The info and the drama. That is insane. I love... The Disney drama just makes me so happy. I mean, There's it's so insane. Much. Yeah, to know, like, all of this cattiness and, like, well, mm-hmm. I think we're going in the wrong direction. And they're like, that's nice. Clear out your desk. <laughs> like, Yeah, get out. <laughs> just how much, and we've talked about it, you know, so many times and we'll talk about it again during these years. So much, like, it's so tumultuous. Yeah. And them just being like, well, then go. If you don't like what we're doing, then go. Yeah. Because and was... at the same time, just putting out, like failures just garbage and just cutting people left we don't like your ideas we don't like your ideas yeah Get not out of listening here. to anyone and it's like you th- you're going under yeah because you keep putting out this very scary garbage yeah like garbage. And just like not appealing to kids you yeah. know like i know like, it's like, I, I think maybe the sword in a stone was pretty good for a kid's yeah, it's to appeal fun. to kids, especially got... at the time period, like you know, late sixties, early seventies. Absolutely, there are like silly characters in it, you know, and things happening and jokes and like it's yeah. fantastical and like bright and cheery, and he gets turned into a fish. It's a good. T- it's a little bit scary, but not. Yeah, but it's like whimsical, scary. Yes, but it's perilous. Yes, it's not scary. Yes, but then you know the great mouse detective which we both like but it's not funny no and it is scary and there's no like happiness in it no it's yeah it's very grim and the fox and, and the hound yeah it's like brightly colored but just sad no jokes kind of sad. i mean the only like halfway jokes are the two birds chasing the caterpillar and that's not plot related at all right rescuers same thing where yeah. it's like rescuers came out after this right 86 or so yeah, it was around this time. But yeah, I mean, same, where it's just like, the villains are scary. The It's, it's all visually very dark. It's dark and the stakes are very high. Yeah. Yeah. And the jokes are like alcoholism. And, yes. You know, it's just like, have you ever jokes, met a child? The jokes are alcoholism. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Right. Do any of these people have kids? Have you? Do, who are you making these movies for? <laughs> But it is fascinating. So, I mean, unfortunately, thank God for Jeffrey Katzenberg <laughs> I mean, coming in and fixing shit. Truly. But he did also, save Disney, even if he is a dick. On the flip, put Disney on the path to where it is now, which is an unstoppable conglomerate. That's true. So. Right. Maybe it should have died. Who knows? But, it, but in the middle <laughs> there, you know, like. Yeah, during the Renaissance. Oh my god, where would we be without The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King and all those movies? Yeah. Like, holy yeah, shit. my childhood. Can't imagine. Toy Story. D- the Little Mermaid shaped me as a child. I had sheets. <laughs> I had a cake. Yeah. You know, like. I loved Aladdin I, a lot. I had Aladdin stuff. I don't know who I would be yeah. if I didn't have that movie. So, <sighs> it, it, it is what it is. You know, we can't go back. But it is very interesting to learn about. And so thank you for doing all of that. And thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Do not go watch this movie, but if you can go find some clips just of the Horned King, 
just I so mean, you can see. You know what? If you're like doing stuff around your house one day and not That's gonna true. pay attention, like put it on in the background if you have Disney Plus. Don't pay yeah. for it. Like if you just already have Disney Plus. Yeah, go go fucking pirate it, dude. Yeah. Just Donut. so that you can Don't steal from Yeah. Disney. You wouldn't download a car. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, just put it on the background or something and just like look, just look at it. Just yeah. listen to it. Whenever you hear trumpets walk in the room and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, give it a glance. Yeah. It's a mess. <sighs> it is a mess. In the meantime, you can uh, follow us on all the things. We got an Instagram, Replay Rewind Podcast, Tumblr, Replay Rewind Podcast, Twitter, Replay Rewind Pod, and you can email us at replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you want to check out our other episodes, you can do so on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Um, If you have the ability to follow us on any of those or subscribe or leave a review, that would be great. Yeah, share. Just tell your friends. Just helping us get the word out there because we're a very uh, small podcast still. (laughs) It's just the two of us. Just two of us. In this pod cave. Doing all the things. So that's, you know, the best way for us to get more listeners and we really appreciate you. Also, if you want to support us financially and get a bunch of more cool shit you can go to our patreon patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast and you will i mean just for five dollars a month you get three bonus episodes a month yes and for eight dollars a month you get at least four yeah we'll do you get one full-length episode extra yeah an extra movie that fits into the time frame but not the kids section right so for this month we're doing scream yes i'm very excited so that'll be really cool so check that out we also do, like, we mash up movies together, or we rewrite them, or put a bunch of Muppets in it. It's a good time that yeah. we're having over there, so go check it out. Or do a deep dive. Yeah. Those are fun. But. If you want to know more than you need to know about Robin Williams, join the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, in the meantime, stay spooky. Cheese bags. Spooky cheese. <laughs> And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.